Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Signed the Traders. I am your host, Katie, and I am back with my co-host, Javier, after a little bit of a mini break. Javier, <laughs> how are you? Have you been? I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited to talk these two episodes. I will say one thing, though, just to preface these two episodes. I am sick of Peter and Trishel, so oh. that might be an ongoing theme for me, but me I'm just going to preface that for everyone listening. <laughs> I have a feeling that's a popular opinion. Yes, that's, I, I'm glad. I've been seeing that online and I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad that a lot of people are on the same wavelength as me. Yes, doing, I, I'm doing well. I'm a, I am with you in agreement a thousand percent. Um, I cannot stand Peter and Trishel, so I am excited to dig in and talk about it all. Um, I think, see, we already have some people in the chat that yeah, agree. I'm seeing that. I'm like, yes. So I think, yes, I think we're on the right wavelength here, but I'm good. I'm excited to be back talking with you. I feel like we haven't spoke about traders in so long. I think the last episode that we talked about was Dan's banishment, which feels yeah. crazy. Which was which was like such a high episode for me. And then I know. episode seven, honestly, 
might be my least favorite of the season. I felt like they just slowed all the momentum. And, you know, as we get into it, we'll get into it. But, yeah, I was very, you know, seeing the contrast from, oh, my God, six was amazing to then seven. I was like, yikes. I felt exactly the same way. I feel like we started in a high on episode seven, and then we really ended with a kind of a a big lull. So let's just Mm -hmm. get into it. Um, We left off with Peter getting, in episode six, getting the letter uh, to be recruited. And... In a kind of a shocking twist, I didn't really expect it. He said no. Were you expecting him to say no? So I don't know if I was expecting him to say no, but for some reason I wasn't surprised that he didn't say yes. Just because just Peter seems very much holier than thou like he he likes to be like the leader and i think that he the fact that he's in such a good position with the faithfuls and he has a little click um i feel like if he accepted it he would be you know kind of giving a little bit of more power to the traders because he'd have to work with them instead of with the faithfuls so in retrospect i'm not that shocked that he said no just because i think he especially as you watch the rest of these episodes he's just he's really like power hungry at this point so why switch allegiances at this point in the game i think so it makes sense for him to say no what about you? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think at the time when we were chatting with Chanel last time we spoke, I think we probably all expected him to say yes. Because I just feel like most of the people who are recruited do kind of end up saying yes. But um, thinking on it, I think it makes sense that Peter did say no, because I do feel like he's just super self-righteous. Uh, and just, I don't know, like he just has that vibe where he's like, I have to do, I mean, he said it, I'm going to win this the right way. And right. it's like, my guy, the name of the show is called The Traitors. It's not called The Faithfuls. So like, let's pump our brakes just a little bit here. Like there's no right way to win this game. Winning is winning is right. However you get there, it's right. So not, not a fan of, of Peter. And I'm happy with the decision though. I don't think I could have stomached Peter as a traitor. And I think they would have actually probably handed him the win if he did accept. So I'm kind of happy that it, especially with where we ended up in episode eight, feels like Peter's starting to feel a little heat. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, at the time, I, I was kind of like, I wish he would have said yes, just because I, I like more, you know, I like, I usually root for the traders and it's just yeah. nice to see other traders. And I feel like it would have maybe helped Parv and Phaedra since I'm really rooting for them. I felt like, you know, if Peter would have joined, it would have given somehow, you know, a better chance for Parv and Phaedra to do well. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that he didn't accept it because like you said, b- through this episode and episode eight, he started finally to get some heat. And if he were a trader, I feel that he wouldn't have gotten that heat because Parvin Phaedra would not have, you know, started to say anything bad about him. So yes. I'm, I'm glad he said no. Yes, me too. Um, so we head into breakfast. Parvati is stressing a little bit. And Phaedra's like, yeah, this isn't great for you. Um, so we we head into breakfast. And Bergie and Phaedra are, uh, I'm sorry, Bergie and, is it Phaedra? Yes, are at breakfast together. And they're thinking about who's going to get murdered. And Bergie's like, it's going to be someone from my crew. And Phaedra's like, you guys are like a gang. And he's like, yeah, we are. And I'm just annoyed by every one of these people so far, except for John. Because I feel like John isn't fully married to them yet. Like he's part of it. He's part of the conversations, but he does, he kind of does his own thing, um, which I like, which keeps me, you know, kind of rooting for John a little bit. But Mm -hmm. these people are just annoying. Yeah, they are just, I'm just so sick of that click. And if I were playing this game, even if I don't think any of them are traitors, which I would definitely, I don't know. I just can't imagine. I think we've talked about this. I just can't imagine playing this game and seeing these five kind of running the game and me being okay with it. Even if I don't. So I would be suspicious of one of them being a traitor. Why would this? Why would someone like Peter have so much knowledge? And why would everyone be so support? You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm just really sick of this click. And I hope that we can slowly start chipping away at it. Um, yes. So. Even if, like, even if you're a faithful and you're playing the game and you think all of them are faithfuls, eventually 
you're going to want them out anyway, because they're always going to vote you out over one of the other mm-hmm. ones. Tinder kind of does talk about, um, yeah. which is one of my favorite when this was my favorite part of this episode by far. I agree. Um, strategizing. Yes, incredible. Yes, but like, she's right. Like they, it's a numbers game at this point and they're always going to keep each other safe over everybody that's not mm-hmm. in their crew as, as she called them the leftovers, which the we already left- have an alliance named the leftovers. I think we might need to, you know, in a different game, but um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I agree. Like, even if I'm a faithful and I think they're all faithfuls, they got to go. Like we just, yep. we can't keep them around. But anyway, um, Parv comes in the room and she's ready to battle Peter today. She's ready to go up against him. He says no to her recruitment. Mm-hmm. Everybody walks in um, and surprise, there's no murder. And they're like, oh, someone must have gotten recruited. And they're like, what if someone said no? And Alan pretty much just says, like, you can figure this one out on your own. And Parvati's like, well, who got the letter? She's going in a little hard for me at this breakfast. I agree. Especially because she obviously has a lot of suspicion on her. I feel like she was doing a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um but she's like, tell me who got the letter. Like, raise your hand if you got the letter. And Peter surprisingly does not say anything. And this I was actually very shocked by. Yeah, I think actually, I hate to like say that, but I do think this was a good move from Peter not to say anything. Um, because we saw how it backfired, you know, with um I know I like in season one, Cody didn't necessarily say he was recruited, but he said something along those lines of like maybe someone was recruited and then Cody became a target in season one. Mm-hmm. So I actually think it's smart of Peter not to tell anyone. Um, and I mean, good props to him. He's annoying, but props to him for that move. (laughs) I don't disagree, but I do think him telling other people at episode eight, at the end of episode eight, I know we're kind of like jumping around a little bit because we have two weeks to talk about, but with Peter losing some trust from like the Kevins of the world, I do think this could kind of come back to bite him because after breakfast, Peter does come clean to his group of John uh, Kevin, mm-hmm. Trishel, and Bergie, and says that he, you know, I got recruited, but trust me, you guys, trust me. I'm, I'm with you guys till the end. I said, no, I said, no. And at the end of episode eight, Kevin's like, I don't know if I can trust Peter. And I was kind of waiting for him to say something, but it, it hasn't come back yet. And I just feel like it's going to eventually come back and, and bite Peter a little bit that he told just a small group and didn't tell everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really hope it does, but you know, knowing Kevin... <laughs> I know it's true. We can't really put our faith in Kevin. I can't, exactly. I can't really expect Kevin to lead the anti-Peter movement if that is what they're building for. But if that is what they're building for, then I am excited to watch Kevin try to strategize that move out. I might have to get on the Kevin train just like exactly. I did get on the Trevon train in Canada. Might just have to look <laughs> it. Um, anything else about this breakfast that we didn't cover? This one is kind of like a lackluster breakfast a little bit. Um, I think, did we get a food comment from Phaedra? In this episode, I don't think so. No, I I would have wrote it down too. Yeah, I, I wrote down her her preserves and cream cheese, but I think that's in the next episode. Yeah, that is. I wrote that down. Too. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I do want to say is that I feel like, and when we were watching uh, Big Brother Canada, we always talked about Corinne's looks. We were watching US One. I think Kate was the one who was killing it in the looks department. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think this season. I know I praise her a lot, but Phaedra has really been looking really stunning multiple yes. times. And I want to give a shout out to Phaedra's looks. I don't know who's doing her makeup either. She's just Phaedra always looks yes, great. Her, make- her makeup always looks incredible. Yeah. So I just want to shout out Phaedra for that. You know, on top of being super entertaining, she always looks 10 out of 10. So props to Phaedra. She really does. Honestly, we're getting a lot of pretty good looks this season. Kate, again, is giving yeah. looks. Um, and, you know, we have to give Alan his props. Yes, obviously. I agree. Alan I shows up every week. Yeah. I know, you know, I'm turning around on Alan. You know, he's not my, he's still not my favorite, but I am enjoying him this season. I will have to say, you know, 
Um, especially when he says today, uh, if a reality star falls in the forest and there's no one here to hear to see it, does it to hear it, does it make a sound? And then Sandra's just like, oh no, we're running through the woods. I just feel like the way Sandra is screaming in every episode, she kills me for some reason. I don't know why. She just really is making me laugh. I, I can I can understand that. Trust me, I get it. Yeah. Love Sandra. Um okay, well, before the mission, this is when Peter brings his crew into the bar. He closes the door and then he mm-hmm. spills the beans. Phaedra comes in and uh, they ask her to leave the room and she's like, what? And she goes into, I guess it's the billiards room. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, Peter just kicked me out and told me to leave. And MJ's like, oh, hell no. And she goes into the room and this like became, I don't know, became like a little bit of a meme. It became a meme and it's so good. <laughs> I love, it's perfect. Cause she looks like a little kid the way she's just like holding her pants holding up, her- which is so weird. I just, I don't know. I loved it. And the but way they she kicked her out too. Yeah, she's like backs up and she's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get left left out um it was just this was like pure entertainment from mj i have to i have to give her a round of applause i agree this was like a good moment for mj because i feel like she's really when the show started i felt like she was going to be a bit more vocal and then i really feel Mm -hmm. like she's falling to the background so you know this moment might not make her a good player but it was definitely entertaining to watch so shout out to that. i know every time i see it anywhere on social media it cracks me up it's so funny um what do you think about this from peter and his crew Again, like, I just don't see how this is not going to come back to bite them, you know, isolating so many people in the house. Um, I just feel like they could play this differently. They could tell just a little bit to these people to make them not suspicious of them. So at the end of the day, even if Peter and his little crew somehow end up making it to the end and winning, I think they could have had an easier road there if they would have just been a little bit kinder to the other players in the house. And honestly, they would also have had a better, I think, viewpoint from us, the viewers as well. If they just would have played that a little bit smarter because I feel like this can easily back, um, you know, backfire on them. Um, and I kind of hope it does the way they've been treating everyone else in the house. I hope so too. And I feel like it's just bizarre to just close doors and kick people out. Like you need those people to vote with you at the end of the day. And there's mm-hmm. no reason to not include MJ on the conversation that you guys are having because it's just like, give her a little bit and just say, cause she even says like, I don't want to be left out of anything. And they were like, you won't be, I promise. And it's like, you guys don't dictate what's going on in the house. You guys aren't the ones that are telling everybody who to vote for and why. Maybe you think you are, but you have to bring these other people in with you, especially because you don't have the majority right now. So exactly. you're banding everybody else together to go against you, whether you're a faithful or a traitor. So it's just, I just think it's such bad gameplay. And mm-hmm. if I'm in that game and I'm a faithful, I don't want to share any money with any of them because of the way that they played. Like they're going to think that they- also I wouldn't want to stand next to any of them in the event that they vote me out at the end, because obviously they're in a crew with each mm-hmm. other. Like I just wouldn't trust them. So I think this is just terrible gameplay from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also, you bring a good point. You know, if everyone's at the final fire and it's like MJ plus them five, even if yeah. they don't think MJ's a traitor, they're going to be like, why well, not MJ vote her out in this game? She wasn't part of our crew. Let's just vote her out. So we don't have to split the money with her. So exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. So MJ, she hightails it back. She runs down the yeah. hallway in her heels and her jeans. And she's like, they asked me to leave. Um, and she tells everyone. And Sandra, this gets Sandra activated. And she's like, mm-hmm. all right. And then she goes to the table. And she's like, OK, here's what we could do. This is a numbers game. And she puts out all of the uh, the billiard balls on the table. And she's like, OK, this is Peter's crew. The Peter Pals, as Pedro uh, has named them. And this is us. Here are their numbers. Here are ours. We, and then she just everyone she's holding court and everyone's like looking at her like wow this is like kate even says like this is the best thing i've ever seen because she just masters 
okay, here's what we need to do tonight. We need to make sure we vote one of them out because and she's moving the balls to signify mm -hmm. the numbers. It was just, it was amazing. And this is why I love Sandra. It's she's just, she is just an icon. She's the queen. This is why she won survivor twice. I just feel like she is such a smart player. And I mm -hmm. actually could see Sandra getting to the end and, and possibly taking, taking home a win. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I love this moment from Sandra. And I would have been, you know, if I were in that game, I also would have just been like, just Sandra, like, yes, yeah, Sandra, keep telling me, tell me, tell me. That would be for a fan of like reality TV. If I were there, I would just be like, yes, Sandra, I want to work with you. Let's do this. Like, it would just be such a, a like a, the same way that Kate was super fascinated. I would have been like, this is the best thing ever. This is exactly why I'm playing these games. This is why I watch these reality competition shows to see this kind of gameplay yes. and to see it being brought into this game is just, even though Sandra is technically wrong about, you know, I do think that in the long run, Sandra would be the type of person who would pick out the Parves and pick out maybe Phaedra as well. Um, so yeah. I, I just really love seeing this from Sandra. It was great TV. Yeah, I would have been, I, same thing. I would have been totally in awe just like watching the queen at work. And even like Parv was just standing next to her watching. And like Parvati obviously has also played Survivor four times, I think, and has won. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, even she, I feel like was like standing back and letting Sandra do her work and not getting in the way. It was just it was beautiful. And I think Sandra actually did post on Instagram. I think I saw mm -hmm. someone, I guess people are saying like, you're working with the traders. So you're wrong. Like you're trying to get out faithfuls, but she's like, you don't think we know that there are traders in our group. Like we need the numbers. It's a numbers game. Mm -hmm. We can figure that out a little later, which I kind of, I like that a little bit because it's like the traders aren't going to take out Sandra. So why not get a couple of people off the list first and then take the traders out? It's mm -hmm. not the worst strategy in the world. Yeah, yeah, I saw that post as well. Yeah, she posted on Instagram saying that, you know, there are some inklings that she was saying, I would have some inklings that someone in our group might be a traitor. So, and, and it's it's smart, you know, we were talking about it earlier. They will keep picking off that whole, the leftover sides as they call themselves, um, if they don't get them out first. And I was sad, spoiler, to not see that like energy in episode eight. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it was a good idea in episode seven. So that got me excited. <laughs> I was sad at the end of this episode because CT was in that room. And I think CT made a pretty bad decision at the end of this episode, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Mm -hmm. um, so we head to the mission and it's pretty much set up now that it's the leftovers versus the Peter pals, as we're mm -hmm. going to call them. Um, and Sandra kind of leaves it off and says, is Peter is the head trader, which obviously we know that he's not. Let's take him out. And everybody agrees. It's Peter. Peter tonight. He's going, which. I love Parv seems to have a little bit of safety. It seems like everybody is going for Peter, which makes me happy because he's so annoying. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a little bit of a twist at the end of this episode that we'll get to. But first, we have a mission to talk about. Um, so we get to the woods of Derek McDormand, which for some we went to these woods in the UK, too. And the way that Claudia said it and the, and the way that Alan said it, Derek McDormand stood out to me so much. And I don't know why. I just feel like it sounded so I don't know if it's funny or just weird. And obviously it, it didn't stick out to a lot of the players because they had to guess if it was Darren McDormand or Dorman McDowell, whatever. And uh, they didn't get it. But in this mission, the players have to pair off into teams of two and they just carry different denominations of money through the woods. And then they have to, the, the pads split into two in some different areas in the, the road forks and they have to decide which answer on this like little question questionnaire thing is correct to tell them which way to go. Mm -hmm. And if they get it wrong, that one of them falls into a trap. And if they don't get it wrong, they can continue on. That's pretty much the TLDR of this mission. Mm -hmm. um, missions like this, I think, are like kind of fun because it has something to do with the game. Like they're answering trivia questions. But at this point, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to just like keep it moving. Let's get to the round table. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, I thought it was fun, interesting to see Peter and Trishel come up as a duel. And before yep. this challenge, um, I just want to say that there was a moment where Trishel, where Trishel goes, oh, me and Peter are the best duel in this house. Oh, yeah. And I want to say that was when, that was one of the major moments where I was like, I am sick of these two. Like, I cannot stand yeah. Trishel thinking that she's just this, like, amazing, I just... It just gives me the ick. Just this duel gives me the ick. So to see them flop in the challenge, like when Peter like go falls straight face planted into the puddle. When I tell you that was the most exciting part of the challenge. Me too. Me, like, that was the best part. <laughs> that was the best part. Oh. Yeah. So our groups are CT and Phaedra, which I love. Um, John and Parv, MJ and Kate, Sandra and Kevin, Bergie and Sheree, and then of course Rochelle and Peter. And they're so high on their own supply. They're like, mm-hmm. we're gonna get the shield and we're uh, gonna be amazing. We're gonna do this in the best time. We're the best team here. And they're the first ones that fucking flop. And I loved right? every second of it. Yes. Every second of it. Yes, amazing. Karmic justice right there. Derek <laughs> McDormand's uh karma got them. Um so they take uh they they uh, fall into the trap of money leaves first. So does Bergie. Um mm. everybody else I think gets it right. And then there's another question um, about the symbol in the middle of the table, if it's a sun or a moon. CT is out here. They choose the sun. It is the moon. Um, MJ is out. They get trapped in a net. Peter falls into like a muddy, leafy tar Mm -hmm. pit or something. It looks gross. Um, So Trishel keeps moving. Um, MJ and CT get trapped in a net. Sheree gets trapped in the net. Which I'm like, I guess they're all doing this separately because they must have to like take them out and reset yeah, their traps. Yeah, that part I don't understand. Yeah, that must have taken a really long time. Mm-hmm. This whole thing, and they don't run into each other on the path either, from what we can see. So like, they definitely yeah. must have done this separately. Um, so Sheree and Bergie are out immediately. The first two questions, Trishel does get it right, um, so she moves on. Um, but then they have to guess which the, the Latin phrase is in the kitchen and Trishel gets out on this question. Kate gets out on this question and Phaedra gets out on this question. Mm-hmm. So we're left only with Sandra and Kevin and Parv and John, which is interesting. Um, but they get all the questions right. And they're the only two teams that make it to the end. And Sandra and Kevin get the shield. Ooh, excited for Sandra. Not that I think she's at risk for getting murdered, but I'd rather Sandra and Kevin have it than like Peter, Trishel, Bergie. <laughs> Me too. I me too. I did not I did not want um Bergie. I mean John, I would have been okay with him. Yeah, same. Shield. Um, but I was just excited for Sandra. She's like, I've never gotten a shield. I want yeah. a shield. Um, so that was exciting for them. Yeah, I, I also wanna two other things. First of all, Kate had a great line when she got like scooped up by the, the oh yes the trap. She goes, I feel like I'm back in the womb, and that really cracked me yes. up when she said that. That was a good one. The other thing I thought of was this would have been a great challenge for the Big Brother players and we're out of them because, you know, in Big Brother, they're always, like, analyzing everything in the yes. house. So that was another thing that I thought of during this episode. Like, the one challenge that the Big Brother players would have been good at, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. I know. That is a little disappointing. And then also in episode eight, when you know, not to jump too far ahead, we got Dr. Will and we didn't have any Big Brother players for him either, which yeah. I'm like, damn, these two would have been good for Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also a funny moment before the challenge with Alan and Sandra again, where he says, are you prepared to meet your leafy doom? And she's just like, no. And I don't know. She just really kills me. She, she's killing me. Um, Wait, sorry. Another thing that was funny yeah. was at the, at the end of the challenge, Sandra was being super dramatic. She goes, she says something along the lines like, this is everything to me. I won this shield. I'm like, girl, didn't you win $2 million on Survivor? Dude. But winning this stupid shield is everything to you. I was like, 
Power to you, Sandra, but let's be serious here. I know. She's really wild. She's really wild, but I love I love her. And well, I love that she's like a challenge beast, kind of, yeah. sort of, in, you know, she doesn't want to be running through the woods or anything, but mm-hmm. she's doing really well. And I just feel like in Survivor, she was not that. She's like, I'll sit on this bench or yeah. I'm going to pull my flag. I'm out of here. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm loving this Sandra growth that we're seeing. Yes. That's true. Um, I agree with that. Yes. Well, let's go, Sandra. And I'm, you know, whatever. Okay, Kevin, I guess we're going to have you for another episode. Because at this point, we don't know what's about to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're heading back to the house. And Sandra says in the car, they just have to make sure that they survive the banishment and the murder so that they all remain safe. Um, CT at the house goes into the armory. And this is the first time I'm seeing them actually in the armory. I don't know if he like just discovered it, but he puts on the hat, like the helmet and the shield. Um, and he's coming out, which was a funny moment. He's just like so unserious, CT. He is, he is so unserious. Do you feel like CT's like playing or do you feel like he's just kind of chilling? Okay, see, I was going to bring this up when we talked about episode eight, but yeah, like I don't know if I would say CT's playing a good game as more so. Yeah. I just feel like CT is just well-liked, which I guess that's a good game. But in terms of like, I don't really see CT doing any of the strategizing. So it's hard for me to say that he's like a, a pro at traders, you know? Right. I agree. I think um, I don't really know what his game plan is. I think he's playing a really good social game, which mm-hmm. I guess is the most important thing for the traders. I mean, for the, you know, for anybody to play in the traders is a social mm-hmm. game. Ultimately, that is what it is. But it just feels like he could be doing a little more mm-hmm. than what he's doing. Like, he's not really giving me too much, but yeah. I always love a little, I always love CT. So can't get I will say he's doing a, you know, we always talk about the goal in like Big Brother or like in Survivor. I feel like the conversation is always you want to play like middle. And I feel like CT is doing that well. You know, yes. he works well with the Sandra crew, with all those ladies. And then he's doing, you know, in episode eight, we see him kind of pivot and start to work a little bit more with Trishel and Peter Pals. So if we were yeah. to talk about CT's game in that sense, I do think CT's playing a good game. But I don't see – the other thing to me that makes a great player is someone who has agency, and I don't feel like CT has any agency. He's kind of just, like, vibing out, which is good in yeah. one sense, but – it's hard for me to rate that as an amazing game, if that makes sense. Yes, I totally agree with you. And I think this is kind of what CT's been doing in the most recent seasons of the challenge that he's done yes. really well in is play the middle and like not really get involved. Even mm-hmm. though he's obviously a threat and he wins very often, he's done a really good job of just kind of ma- making himself a non-threat and being in the middle of everybody, which mm-hmm. it seems like this is the way he's also approaching this game. Yep. it's working so far like his name was on people's you know radar earlier but it's not now so i, mm-hmm. I could definitely see ct getting to the end of the game um I but i agree i don't think he has a lot of agency or influence at mm-hmm. this point yet well, maybe he does who knows i don't know you know if he says something i'm sure if he takes a stand on something i'm sure people will listen but maybe, it just doesn't yeah, seem like he's doing that um so peter in the meantime is on a little bit of a mission uh all the girls are talking ct's like oh there's a queen's court in the hallway and he tells that to peter and peter's like okay uh i'm gonna go talk to he talks to ct he pulls him into the armory and he's like do you trust me and ct's like listen i'm open to everybody but then he's like your name's on the block tonight for banishment and peter's like whoa this is news to me like this is the first time i've heard this and i'm like ct what are you doing what yeah. are you doing? You don't need to say that. You don't need to say anything. Just say nothing. Yeah. Um, so he's like, you know, you got to get in with the girls, whatever. So he goes out and he pulls Phaedra and Parvati into the armory. And he's like, so do you guys have a consensus or are you all separate? And Phaedra's like, I don't like this. I don't want to be part of this conversation, whatever. And Parv is just like, 
I just feel like Parv is being Parv, you know? And she's like, well, what do you think, Peter? Like, do you mm-hmm. want to make, should we work together? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, maybe we could all work together. Um, and Phaedra's like, I'm out of here. I don't want to play these games like this. Like, I'm not doing this. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 don't leave. But she says to us in a confessional, like, Peter loves his traps and I'm not falling into one of his traps. And I thought that was actually super smart of Phaedra to realize, like, Peter's not to be trusted no matter what. Like, don't even mm-hmm. mess with him because who knows? He, he did lay a trap for Dan and Parv. They fell right into it. And yep. she's like, I'm not, I'm out. I'm not doing this. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think Phaedra played that really smart. I probably would have done the same as Phaedra, you know, especially since Phaedra feels so safe at this point in the game. You know, up until episode seven, Phaedra has been in a pretty solid position. You know, she had that little spat with them, but up until this point, it doesn't seem to really have gained any traction. So I think in Phaedra's mind, she's thinking, let me just continue to stay out of any drama the potential of Peter, you know, because Peter, like she says, Peter's the type who could have been in the route table and said, oh, I, I pitched this to Parvin Phaedra and she was so down. And then that could be, you know, so I do think it was yeah. a great move from Phaedra to, you know, step back from that position, from that situation. Yeah, very smart from Phaedra. Um, as they're all talking, Alan is on the stairs and he's like, players, get your coats and boots. We're going to the woods. And everyone's like, what's going on? And I'm also like, what's yeah. going on? What did you think was happening here? I thought they were going to do like, for like a like a rapid banishment, if that makes sense. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, let's sit down at the table and talk. It's like, all right, guys, whatever vibes you're feeling at this point, we're going to start the voting. You know, that's what I thought it was going to be, you know, but we saw, what did you think at the time? I didn't really know what to think. I mean, we saw the safety chain in um, Canada, but the UK actually didn't have this twist this season. Oh, okay. um, so this is, yeah, we got a little something different. Um, and so I didn't really know what to expect. But once we saw everybody standing in a circle, I was like, hmm, this feels like something's <laughs> up here. I kind of wish instead of only having five people up for banishment that whoever didn't get the safety at the end went home. Like, I still feel like, we lost a lot of momentum here because there was no mm-hmm. banishment and everybody was working together so well at the beginning of this episode to send Peter home that I was like, Oh, we're going to get some drama at the end of this episode. It's going to either be Parv or Peter. And it actually ended up just being no one. Yeah. Which is kind That's of disappointing. True. I didn't even think about that, but that probably would have been the way to like save this twist. Cause at the end of the twist, I felt very much like boohoo, like this is kind of lame. Um, but yeah. I feel like that would have made it a bit more interesting if whoever didn't get the torch lit that would go home. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically, everybody goes into the woods. We get a new song on the way to the woods, which was exciting. Um, and Alan pretty much just tells us, you know, anybody who doesn't get their torch lit um, will be up and eligible for murder tonight. And essentially, we have a safety chain, which has been um, a very popular twist in reality shows lately. Mm-hmm. Um, feels like it came from a few online games that some of us may be familiar with um, that got picked up by some producers, which I'm fine with. I think it's a good one um, to watch play out on TV. But uh, anyone who gets chosen will be safe. And it's essentially like they're getting a shield. And Kevin and Sandra, because they got the shield at the mission, have to unanimously, well, just not unanimous. I mean, there's two of them. So they have to decide together and come to a consensus mm-hmm. of who will start the chain. Um. They chose Sheree, mm-hmm. which was very surprising to me. What did you think about this first choice? I agree. I was fully confused. Yes, me too. Uh, I just, you know, Sheree seems like a sweet lady. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. what is Sheree giving for this game? Why do I want to keep her around? How does it help Kevin or Sandra? That didn't make sense to me. But maybe it was the safest pick because she has no relation to them. 
to either of them because otherwise it would have been like Kevin fighting for one of Peter Pals and then Sandra right. fighting. So maybe that's why they did it, but I didn't really get it. What about you? I feel exactly the same way as you. I was like, Sheree is the first pick? Like, are they... I guess she is very obviously a faithful. Like, no one is thinking Sheree is a traitor, obviously. So I guess that's safe. But I was expecting to see Kevin definitely go toe-to-toe with Sandra here because Mm -hmm. Kevin has been a dick in the past at roundtables, especially Mm -hmm. when speaking to women in some cases. So I was fully expecting him to try and, like, alpha Sandra. And we didn't get any of that. It was just like, okay. Yeah, sure. No, I'm good with that. Okay, yeah, let's go with Phaedra. And I was like, uh, Sheree. And I was like, what? Sheree? Mm-hmm. Which I'm happy. I love Sheree, but she's not really given us anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I don't know. That was interesting. Um, Sheree chooses Phaedra, which I think we probably knew was going to mm-hmm. happen. But Phaedra gets so emotional. And this, like, really touched me. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I love these women. Moment. I've been with them for a decade or more at this point like i love them they're like my family and like you for who doesn't watch housewives that you you felt it too i just love this from them i just felt like you know they really do know each other obviously as as phaedra said that they have a 20-year history together um they've been through a lot together and this is just a full circle moment and this just made me like really like phaedra yeah, I thought that it was a good, like, little vulnerable moment for Phaedra. Yeah. Um, so Which I really you really like don't that. get a lot from her. She <laughs> is always on. So this was nice. Agreed. Yeah, I love Phaedra. Um, Kate and CT are consoling her. Um, and then, of course, she gives her torch to her man, <laughs> her castle daddy, CT. Um, which I was a little bit surprised by i thought maybe she would give it to mj and keep it with the bravo girls but this is just another example of like when trishelle and everyone are like she has all these bravo girls are going to stick together i'm like maybe but not really like they haven't really been yeah yeah i mean i get why she saves ct in the sense that it does seem like they have a good bond in this game but i think strategically it would have been smart to save one of the bravo girls um and listen if at this point if you think i'm working together the way that i say it is okay bet we're gonna work together then you're already pushing together even though we're not so if it's gonna help me in this game um and i think we would have seen then maybe someone like peter could have been up for banishment if she wouldn't have saved you know because mj would have definitely probably saved um um so it just i get it but i i also don't love it yeah it i thought it was not the best decision from phaedra um mj was upset that sandra didn't save her actually because she was like we're really close so she was already upset parv was upset that phaedra didn't save her which i'm like ma'am how's she she gonna do that come on there's two other bravo women here and her castle daddy ct she's very clearly not gonna save you when you are everybody's the most suspicious of you in the house like this doesn't make sense you guys also don't really socialized together in the house from what we see so it would just mm-hmm. have made literally no sense yeah it would have looked waste it would look so sus to be like why is she saving Parv? yes which i'm very happy she didn't do mm-hmm. um and Parv doesn't even need saving Parv is not gonna die I know. you're not gonna so die nice so, <laughs> right it's yeah that was a little weird she's like maybe i need to watch favor now i'm like okay relax <laughs> um this whole time by the way trishelle is begging and like crying for her life to every oh, single person and i'm like God. please I'm shut up sick of this woman i'm ah. sick of she says, I've been fighting for my life. Girl, what, what, when's your name been on the chopping block? Literally I never. Anyone question Trishelle. And if anyone, Trishelle's another one of those people who like everyone thinks is a faithful. So why right. is she so, oh, she's so. I know. She is very times. It's like, I girl. know. Yeah, please relax. 
She is, yeah, very obnoxious. Um, so she's begging for CT to save her. And CT gives us a little bit of a curveball here and saves our guy John and does not save Trishel, which I think is a terrible move from CT. And I'm very upset with him because of the conversation that Sandra very clearly laid out in the beginning of the episode with the billiard balls. We need to make sure that our numbers are preserved moving forward. And we need to make sure that someone from that side is eligible for murder. Yes, there are five people that are going to be up for a murder. So it, it will be okay at the end of the day. But like the plan mm-hmm. was always Peter. So why give it to someone who very likely will save Peter? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it was the smartest move from CT. Um, like I, he said that he did it because he thinks John is super like faithful. Yeah. But there's other people who you could think are super faithful. I feel than John. You know, like MJ seems pretty MJ. faithful. To me. Yeah. I would give it to MJ. So and it, and like you said, it would have helped him stay on the good graces of the whole Sandra side. But I guess maybe this was CT again trying to play the middle and like picking mm-hmm. John, who is so obviously faithful, even though he is with Peter, like you mentioned earlier. John does seem to be a bit more, you know, malleable in the game yeah. than a lot of these other people. So I guess maybe it is a good move for CT. Question for mark? CT, probably. But for everybody else, I felt like yeah. it was just not great. I was a little, I was like, oh, CT, no. Not yeah, I wasn't happy about it. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't happy about it. No, I was definitely not happy about it. Neither is Trishel, because she has like a meltdown about yeah. this. She's like, we've been friends and I thought we were turning over a new leaf. And he's like my brother. Um, but we'll get to that. That continues on for pretty much the rest of the episode, which is really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but John saves Peter. Peter pleads for his life and John saves him. So Peter is safe and Parb is very upset. They want to murder Peter tonight. Do mm-hmm. you think murdering Peter while Peter has all this heat on him and the potential, like if there was a round table, he probably would have gone home. I would think given the amount of mm-hmm. heat that was on him. Do you feel like murdering Peter for Parvati and and Phaedra would have been the right decision that night? Because I actually don't. I'm like kind of split because I do feel that Peter is, you know, the head of the snake. And I feel like if you leave someone like Peter in this game for too long, he's going to continue to, you know, squeak on by. Um, So part of me thinks that I would have also taken out Peter just to end this saga with Peter. And hopefully the other side scrambles. And someone else becomes, you know, kind of like maybe then someone like Sandra could have even more sway when no one, when everyone, when Peter's not in everyone's ear, if that makes sense. So I just think because of Peter's sway, um, Mm -hmm. even though there is a lot of heat on him to be banished, um, I just think I would have also taken out Peter, honestly. If not, who, you know? Yeah, I guess it's true. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think either, I think you're right. I think I was talking myself into it being a bad idea, Mm -hmm. but now I can, I, I actually agree with you. So this is why I'm glad we're, ta- we're discussing it. Exactly. Because I do think you're right, is that Peter does have a lot of sway and he's taking a lot of attention from other people mm-hmm. who it could be, which is probably good. Um, but that's the thing is like, I think that's probably good to leave in the game because he has so much attention on him that it's taking mm-hmm. attention away from other people. And I think for Parv, when she has a very clear feud with Peter, that would be the obvious move for her to murder Peter. So I think it could throw people off the scent of her if she mm-hmm. murdered like, a Bergie or a Trishel or someone close to Peter and dwindled his numbers down a little bit because everybody else is getting so annoyed by Peter. I just don't think he's going to get more support. I think it's like the crew he has and that's it. So why not like take all of them out and then hopefully that 
puts more suspicion on Peter. But mm-hmm. then like Peter also, if he's a traitor, wouldn't be taking his own people out. So I don't know. I think either way, it it could have probably gone either way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see both sides of the coin, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter because he's yeah. <laughs> John and he's still with us. Unfortunately, he's very annoying, as annoying as ever in, yes. in episode eight. Um, but, you know, so up for banishment. Then tonight we have Parvati. We have Trishel, we have Bergie, Kate, and MJ. Those are the five that do not mm-hmm. get saved, and they are up for murder, and everybody else is safe. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Sandra actually says, Peter, I could feel his anxiety and his nerves on him and like the desperation to stay safe. Maybe he really is a faithful. And I'm like, Sandra, no. Don't yes, I agree. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He needs to go anyway. <laughs> he needs to go anyway. I agree. I wrote that in my notes, so I'm like, please, Sandra, just... Let's finish the mission. And we got a good moment of Kate in episode eight. And I agree with that. That's honestly how I would, how I would play the traders. Like we have a mission and let's just finish this one mission and then we can focus on another mission. And I wish yes. Sandra would have stuck with the let's get Peter out mission. Me too. Because like just focus in that area. The rest of them will like scurry away and exactly. you can pull some of them in and you can get numbers and they'll talk to you. And But instead they're all going to Peter and they're trusting in Peter and he's like their leader. He's got to mm-hmm. go. Um, so. We're on the way back and we get to the house, back to the castle. Trishel is hurt. She's humiliated. Um, they're all sitting at the bar and she comes in and he's like, do you hate me? And she's like, I don't even think you care either way. And I'm like, you're honestly so dramatic. Like so dramatic. It's really not that serious. I think he even said to her when he lit John's torch, like this isn't a death sentence or something. Yeah. Um, and part of me just wishes that Phaedra and Parv took this opportunity just to murder Trishel because like she's being so dramatic. I'm like, then take her out. This is like the perfect opportunity, but um, they get into it a little bit um, in the other room. Uh, MJ is also hurt and upset that she wasn't chosen. She's like, I'm not okay with not getting safety. Like you guys don't know what it feels like to stand there. Um, She's disappointed and angry that she had to sit Mm -hmm. and watch everyone else get safe. And she was no one else's first choice. Like, okay, MJ. Yeah, it's like you and five other people, MJ. It's not. Yeah, like, look at Kate. Kate's not complaining. Kate's Kate's like, whatever. Yeah, she didn't say anything. Anything. She's like, whatever. I'm here vibing still. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I'm getting a check, paycheck, appearance fee. Um, Yes. So the Bravo girls, minus Kate, I don't think Kate's part of this conversation, but Sheree, Phaedra, and MJ are all talking, and Trishel comes in and they're like, Well, did you talk to CT? Did you like approach him and say, and she's like, Well, I don't think I should have to do that. And then CT comes in and he's like, Oh, I'll let you guys talk. And they're like, No, 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 you have to come in. You have to like, you guys have to have a conversation. So they all leave. They kind of facilitate this heart to heart, I guess, moment mm-hmm. between um, Sheree, uh, I'm sorry, between Trishel and CT. And she's like, well, what do you think? I'm like, not smart or something? Like, you think John's smarter than me? And he's like, well, I do kind of think John's line of work is like a good asset to this game. And so he kind of was like, yeah, I kind of do think John is like better than you to have around, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think CT unintentionally was being quite shady (laughs) this whole interaction. Um, (laughs) But listen, I'm going to say one thing and about CT and CT is great most of the time. But I, I always remember, I think like two or three seasons ago on the challenge, he was really playing on one of my favorite spaces, Big T's face. And I feel like that's literally what he was doing to Trishel again. He gaslit the hell out of Big T. And I was not happy because Big T's like one of my favorite from like the newer challenge players. Yep. And I feel like that's kind of what he's doing for Trish, to Trishel a little bit. 
But like, I don't really like Trishel, so I don't mind it as much. But again, all this is to say is that this is not outside of CT's playbook. <laughs> it is not. And I actually thought the same thing about Big T and how CT is kind of not to be trusted at yeah. the end of the day when it comes to like partners and who he's mm-hmm. working with, because he's going to look out for number one. He did it to Big T and that was it. I was sick over that. And I'm a I CT fan, but I turned on him in that moment. So. You know, CT has some flaws, and that is definitely one of them. He will throw people under the bus without a a second Mm -hmm. thought. Um, Yeah, Trishel is like, I thought you were like my brother, and we were turning over a new leaf. And he says to us in the confessional uh, that he wouldn't put someone in a position to have to choose between a game and friendship, which I I get that. And I'm trying to put myself in Trishel's position, which obviously is hard to do because we've obviously never played this game. Mm -hmm. I think I would have been pissed for sure, but I don't think I would have acted the way Trishel acted. I think I would have just been like, well, he's got to go. He's obviously Mm -hmm. shady. He's a traitor or something up. He's probably him and John that are traitors together. Why would he save John over me? And -hmm. I think it would make me more suspicious of CT. I don't think I would be like boohooing all over the house about it, about my friend that stabbed me in the back. Yeah, same. I agree. I I would use this as kind of like, okay, now I know the player you are and I know how you think of me in this game. I'm not your number two, three, four, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. you think I'm disposable basically. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. keep this in the back of my head. Yeah. But so I would now also you're disposable to me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would be pissed for sure. I think I would be hurt, but I would just like turn my hurt into yeah. rage. Exactly. Yeah. The hurt into, at the end of the day, I'm here to win yeah. this game. You know? Exactly. And guess what? You're not now. If you're at the end with me, I'm voting your ass out. And yeah, I'm gonna exactly. say, remember when you didn't save me? Well, now I'm voting your ass out. So that's it. And I'll take your share of the money. Mm-hmm. Um, we go up to the turret after this. Uh, and Phaedra tells Parv that she has to stop acting like an ice princess. And she's like, you got to stop doing that. And Parv is just like giving her that same stare. And she's like, stare. you think to be nicer? Like, I have to be more lovable? And she's like, you give off mean girls a little bit. And then Phaedra makes fun of the face that she That's does. Which amazing, 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 Katie. I love to it. Her face. <laughs> to her face. I think she does it as Phaedra's making yes, fun of the face. It was, I love this moment for her. She's like, you got to stop. You have to be more lovable. Like, soften your heart. Um, And, you know, Parv is annoyed by this, I guess. And she's like, I'm really starting to question Phaedra. Mm-hmm. Um, And I would throw her on the, I think she would throw me under the bus. So, like, I have to keep my eye on her. And I'm like, she's actually trying to help you. Yeah. Listen to her. Yeah. It's good I advice. Agree. Yeah, Phaedra's just trying to look out for you, you know. I, I mean, I just thought it was really funny. Again, this was another, Phaedra has been really doing a good job in the turrets. Like, she always has something great to say. And I really like yeah. this, just this whole time with Phaedra. Um, the only thing that I do wish is I wish that Phaedra would be a bit more, you know, okay. I understand that Parv is in more danger than she is, but I wish mm-hmm. Phaedra played this game with a little bit more fear. Like, yeah. I think anytime you play with these type of competition shows, which I think is something you see in, like, people who, play, who like, when they repeat, like, Big Brother, they repeat Survivor, you learn that you need to come in this game. You can't trust. And, you know, you got to have a little bit of fear in these games. And even after Phaedra's name was called out by Dan, I wish that would have turned out her, like, brain on just a little bit to be a bit more aware that maybe my name might be thrown out. Maybe I do need to be playing a little bit harder, you know? Because it seems like, again, in this church, she's like, Parv, it's all on The heat's all on you, but... Phaedra, unfortunately, there is some heat on you and you should be thinking about that. So that's the only thing I wish I got a little bit more from Phaedra. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think if Phaedra does go out at some point, I think this is probably going to be why, because I do think she is acting like she's a little bit too safe or a little bit untouchable or, you know, I don't, she does a great job of deflecting at the round tables, but I think 
as evidence mounts up, it's going to be much harder for her to do that. It's going to be much harder for people to ignore. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously at the breakfast, we see her making funny comments about the food. But, like, we don't know if that's her real reaction when everybody finds out who's murdered. Like, they could be just making it funny. But I do agree with you. Like, she isn't acting on edge at all. Like, she's going to mm -hmm. go out. And I do think that is probably one of the biggest, like, flashing lights above her if she does go out. Like, this is a traitor. This is a traitor. This is a traitor. Because she's not worried at all yeah and like her name was just out yesterday dan tried yeah. to really do like hatchet her and like throw her completely in front of the bus the train whatever um mm -hmm. and she was very lucky that no one picked up on that and picked up on what he was trying to do um mm -hmm. other than trichelle yeah which this woman this woman um <laughs> They're discussing discussing options. They talk about Peter and they're like, Peter acts like he's in the mafia, like he has his mix or whatever. And I just thought that was so funny. Like everybody is just so just like us, so annoyed by Peter, yeah. um, which I love. Um the clear answer here, I think, is Bergie. Yeah. But I think the better move is Trichelle. I just don't think Phaedra realizes that Trichelle is onto her at this point. And mm -hmm. I guess we didn't really talk about it um, at the beginning of the episode when Peter is saying to them, we got to get up Harv, we got to get up Harv. I got recruited. I think Parv did it. Trichelle was pushing for Phaedra. I was like, actually, I think it's Phaedra. Like, I think That's Dan, right. she's the one that picked up on what Dan was doing. And obviously, Phaedra doesn't know that. But I just wish there was some kind of like something in them to be like, you know, I think Trichelle's a little bit more dangerous than Bergie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you 100%. I wish that they would have gone for Trichelle over Bergie. Um, especially part of me just feels that Bergie and Phaedra have a good relationship. And I yeah. wish you would have leveraged that with Parv and say, all right, Parv, I know we've got to get one of them out, but I have a better relationship with Bergie. And like, I feel like we should just take out Trichelle in this and then we can get Bergie another round. You know, do yeah. something. Uh, again, this just would have shown me that Phaedra has a bit more, you know, is thinking a bit more about the game than, um, than just saying again, like, Parv, what do you want to kill type of situation? So right. I just wish that they would have discuss that a bit more and Phaedra would have pushed a bit more for Trichelle. Even without knowing that Trichelle was going for her, I still think Trichelle would have been the better play just because she had a better relationship with Bergie. So. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think it that also goes back to her just because she doesn't feel like she's in danger mm -hmm. and she's just leaving it up to Parv because Parv is the one in danger. But it's like, mm -hmm. well, Parvati obviously didn't make a good decision with Peter yeah. at trying to recruit him. So that's number one. And like number two, she obviously fell into Peter's trap. Like, it's just like, maybe just have a little agency in the conversation mm -hmm. with her a little bit. And again, like maybe she did and we didn't see it, but I do feel like she, it does feel like she's kind of just like going along with Parv's motions here. And I, I just think at the end of the day, like Bergie, yes, is very loyal to Peter. Is he a better player than Trichelle? I don't really know. Trichelle also has CT. It just feels like, well, or maybe, um, and it just, I don't know. It just feels like Trichelle would have been a better move here she's like a better game player she's a poker player she plays these games yeah it just feels like she's she's the second in command to peter so why mm -hmm. not take a shot at her instead of bergie who's just like there agreed yeah anything else about this episode before we jump into episode eight no i'm ready to get into episode eight where we Me get too. a bit more stuff happening but <laughs> yes it's a little bit of a meatier episode yeah um we open right up to breakfast 
to try and find out who well not try we do find out who the five one of the which one of the five has been killed um sheree and ct are in first ct's feeling nervous he like spills coffee or something on sheree which i was yeah. like oh my god sir what is wrong with you um but he feels like it's his fault if trishel gets murdered which mm-hmm. kind of yeah would have been, i guess <laughs> right? a little bit you're right would have been um sheree thinks it's going to be bergy or trishel out of the five which i was like okay sheree you're thinking Good for mm-hmm. you. She wasn't saying some random. She wasn't like, it's going to be MJ, which MJ. I was happy to at least see that she was thinking. Um, so good for you. Phaedra and Sandra come in. Um, CT is like, we got to get a trader out now and it's got to be Parv. And like the group is on Parv, which mm-hmm. is again, like it just feels like every episode they're on someone different and there's like no fluidity from one episode to another because like the night before they were all talking about Peter and now it's like, okay, well, why are we now talking about Parv? Like, what happened to Peter? Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, you're right. I, I didn't really think about that way. I just felt that I just felt like Parv's name was out there. But you, you do make a good point because CT was in the conversations with Sandra and all the other ladies. Yeah, so. I don't know. They're all like they spent the whole last episode talking about like it's the Peter pals versus these numbers. We got to get someone from that group. That seems to just be completely left to the side. Like they're not even talking about that anymore in this episode, mm-hmm. which I'm like, well, what happened? I was excited about that. Yeah. Um, CT says they have to get a trader. It's got to be Parv, even though Peter can be annoying. Um, and Phaedra says something here like, if you're Sherlock Holmes, be a nice Sherlock. Don't be Sherlock the dick. <laughs> Sherlock the dick. <laughs> which I just, I loved. I loved that from Phaedra. That. Yep. So same. funny. So um, Kevin and Peter come in. Um, Kevin. Mm-hmm. I have to say is egregious with the way he's pronouncing Poverty's name. Poverty? He's literally just calling her Poverty over and over and over again. And I'm like, is no one telling you that that's not her name? And everyone else is saying it correctly except him. And he's not even. Right. It's not, not even a little bit. Um, it's just, it's egregious. Uh, but he's basically like, there's no way Poverty is coming into the room because <laughs> um, she's a traitor. In comes Kate and MJ. Um Everybody again is talking about Parv being shady. Um, mm-hmm. and then she walks in with Trishel and it's it's Burgalicious. It's it's Phaedra's Burgalicious that is is no longer with us. Um, which is, you know, I think it was Bergie's time. As much as I wish it was Trishel, I'm not upset that it's Bergie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like we've been saying, annoyed with this whole group. So one of the two of them had to go. So it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. I'll take this as a small victory to lose one of <laughs> yes. the cows. Especially the way Bergie was talking in episode seven, where he's like, well, we only know this much, but we, he just kept speaking in like, we, and like my group and this, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, please, this is like, no, stop, but just enough. Um, so rest in peace, Bergie. John has us raise a cup to their dear departed friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peter's pissed. Vengeance is coursing through his veins, Javier. He's pissed. He wants revenge. I mean, whatever, Peter. <laughs> That's how I feel about Peter at this point. Like, what? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Phaedra wants cream cheese and preserves. <laughs> this woman. Yeah. I just, I'm like, okay, we'll get your cream cheese and preserves. It's just funny how you mentioned the, the whole thing. Like, when is Phaedra really making these comments? Because it I would know. be honestly insane if Phaedra made that comment right as they announced bringing dead. She's like, because I, I also would be like, girl, like, what? I'd be like, hello, you're, what happened to your dear sweet Bergalicious? Well, you don't care anymore guess, about it. Yeah, so I hope that she did not say that the moment they announced Bergie was murdered. Because I know, and that's like exactly what she did with Tamra when they were like, "Oh my god, Tamra!" and she's like, yeah. "Let me get that meat or whatever." Yeah. Like I just or boiled eggs. I was like, "Oh my!" 
what are we doing? Um, I would love to know if that's editing or if that's really how she, Same. maybe Andy Cohen might ask her. I think that that will definitely get a segment at the reunion. So hopefully um, we find out. Um, and then here comes Trishel. She's telling us she's always thought Phaedra was a traitor. And I'm like, bitch, no, you didn't. You have not said a word until Dan. Dan, exactly. It. I want to ask your opinion. What do you think about what Dan did here? Because there's a lot of discourse about this on the on the internet. Um, mm. And do you feel like it's fair that Dan kind of did this and threw Phaedra very clearly under the bus? Because I feel like there is a lot of people who are like, well, Dan ruined the game. Because he very clearly gave them a traitor. You know, if I'm being honest... I wasn't happy when Dan did it. I think we talked about that on the podcast. I was like, my fear from Dan doing this would be that Phaedra would become a target. Um, and honestly, as someone who's a fan of Phaedra and I'm rooting for the traders usually to win, it does kind of feel like Dan, I don't want to say he ruined this, this season because he did what he needed to save himself. So I'm not yeah. mad at Dan for doing what he did. I'm just sad that it comes at me losing Phaedra. Like if it was like a, like in Big Brother Canada, for example, we saw, actually, we saw Magic Mike often go head to head with his traders and somehow yeah. that never went back to bite him in the ass. Right. I was kind of hoping somehow Phaedra can do that whole Magic Mike spiel and make it that it doesn't come back to hurt her. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'm mad at Dan, but also I understand why he did it. So I can't be that mad. So overall, it turns into just sadness for Phaedra because I do feel like Phaedra could have very much won this game if Dan wouldn't have done that. I, yes, I agree with you. I think the difference between Mike and Dan, and I'm going to say something positive about Mike here, so, <laughs> is that Mike played it correctly in the sense that, like, he heard Koozie's name, or he heard whatever that other lady's name was in the beginning. Um, oh, was it Erica? No, no. Like, no. no. Um, yeah, no, that was that other lady. Um, and he went on, like, what was already a little bit of a suspicion, and then he, like, leaned in. He didn't just pick a name out of the sky that nobody said and then just be like, exactly. Phaedra. Because then, of course, it's like, okay, well, you're a traitor and you know Phaedra's another traitor. So you're kind of just like almost just spoiling the game for everybody by mm -hmm. just outing another traitor. Whereas Dan could have, instead of saying like, I'm going to wait for the round table, I'm going to wait for it at the round table, put some seeds out. Him and Parv could have worked together a little bit, maybe thrown her under the bus a little to save themselves. Not that I want that to happen, but like that's kind of how you play the game instead mm -hmm. of just going to the round table and saying a random name and mm -hmm. then being like, oh, well, obviously he's giving us a traitor because if we voted with him, we would have seen it was a traitor and it would have got a heat off of him. Yeah. It just feels almost like you're outing a traitor at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without like anything behind it, which is a little frustrating. Yeah. I agree. It's it's very frustrating, but it's just like, yeah, it, it is frustrating. But you know, I again, like I said earlier, I just I, I can't say I, I don't want to. You know, I understand kind of why Dan did it, but I just wish mm -hmm. he would have done it. <laughs> yeah, I wish he would have at least done it differently. differently? Like this yeah. happened a little bit in UK um, in the first season. Where I think we talked about it a little bit where one of the traders at the very end was recruited very similarly to how Kate was recruited. We're jumping ahead, but Kate was recruited at the end of this episode with the ultimatum. So they kind of had to do it. And he was like thrown immediately under the bus by the other trader. And he was, he voted for that trader at the end who recruited him and said like a parting gift when he said the vote. So everyone was like, Oh, like, is he telling us like, so 
it's almost like, oh, everybody was so mad that that guy did that because otherwise the trader probably would have won the game. Where I'm like, well, Dan kind of did very almost worse because Phaedra could have won the game if it weren't for Dan. Maybe she does. I mean, maybe she's I really don't know. But it is a little frustrating to watch because Trishel now is saying, I've always felt Phaedra's a traitor. I have so many notes, but my biggest thing is that Dan said it. So I'm like, well, fuck, dude, this sucks. Yeah. And her, her notes are BS, but we'll get into that. They are complete. You have pages and pages of notes saying absolutely nothing. Okay. But we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. A little frustrating, but um, Alan really killed me here when he came in and said to Bergie, like, where he took the, the picture of Bergy, he said, you know, rest in peace, whatever. And he was like, let bygones be bygones. And then he violently threw the photo of Bergy onto the floor yes. and he went, bye, gone. And I'm like, all right, all right, Alan has meow. He got me. He got me. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I agree. I definitely, I thought that moment was really funny. I was like, okay, you, you did a good job there, Alan. That was good. Yeah, that was very funny. Um, he does tell them that we're going to be the, the players that we're going to the, his holiday home and there's a guest staying there, helping him get settled in. And I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. it's our Dr. Will episode. Yep. Um, so I was excited. I'm, I'm, there are a lot of Dan stands out there. I am a Dr. Will girly. I love Dr. Mm -hmm. Will. He's my favorite big brother player. Um, so I will always be excited to see anything he does, but I have a lot of opinions about the usage of Dr. Will on this show. Um, maybe questions more than opinions because I'm just <laughs> confused, but we'll get there. Um, Trishelle, though, after bre breakfast, immediately pulls Peter into the armory and she's like, okay, yeah, Parv probably is a traitor. We know that, but we really need to go for Phaedra. We have the numbers now to get Phaedra. Um, she, she has too many numbers and if we keep going after other people, we're never going to have the numbers to get her out. So we have to go for her now. Mm -hmm. And Peter's kind of like, no, no, I don't really want to do that. We got to go for Parv. And she's like, I'm thinking way ahead. You're only thinking about like this week, whatever. She's like, I'm thinking three steps ahead. We have the numbers now. Let's do it. Um, and she kind of, I don't even say she kind of convinces Peter. She does convince Peter. Um, Kevin is also comes in. He joins the conversation and, and she's talking about the twitch in Phaedra's eye, which that's she's not wrong she does twitch her eye a little bit um and kevin's like oh yeah i noticed that um but i mean again her main thing is like dan was yeah. giving us a traitor to save himself so they all kind of agree they're like okay fine like we can try and get on parv's good side mm -hmm. and get her to work with us and go after phaedra now and then we'll go after parv like she's mm -hmm. a wounded bird they keep saying she's mm -hmm. on her own she doesn't have anyone but phaedra is very insulated and she says like by the bravo girls like she's insulated she's always gonna they're never gonna vote for her Mm -hmm. I was worried here. Were you? I was terrified for Phaedra at this point. I was very terrified for Phaedra. Um, and as much as I keep saying Trishel annoys me, she still does very much annoy me, but she does make a few good points here. So, you yeah, know. She does. I'm going to give her props, even though I don't want her in the game anymore. I know. And this is at this point, I was like, they have to, they should have murdered her. Like, she should yeah. not be. Fergie wouldn't be gathering the troops at all. Yeah. So, this was, I think, uh, a, a bad move for them leaving her in the game obviously they didn't know that this was going to happen but yeah. um we also do see mj eavesdropping again on this conversation um but did we see mj do anything with this i don't actually remember if we saw her bring oh yeah she did mj did go spill the beans to Tr i wrote it down my bad um to trishel kate ct and sandra mm -hmm. that um I'm jumping way ahead. My bad. She eavesdropped on the conversation between Parv and Peter. So Parv sorry, and Peter, I'm reading yeah. my notes completely wrong. Um, Peter 
before this snags parvati to have a conversation he's trying to make up some ground um this conversation by the way so i just feel like these two have like a lot of weird flirty tension because that's how Parv plays the game with men like i don't think she has any interest in peter whatsoever but she does flirt with men and she doesn't in survivor like this is something that she does you know she uses that's why they call it the black widow whatever um and peter is the bachelor so i just feel like they're both using like their tv history and it actually makes me uncomfortable to watch like i'm like oh i don't like like ew. i'm like watching this and peter's like yeah and i'm like oh i can't this is like grossing me out yeah i agree i definitely got that energy as well <laughs> yeah it was giving me like big watching peter talk to her the way he was talking to all the girls um in the bachelor it was like grossing me out but <laughs> They have a conversation, um, you know, Parv just says, like, I chose the wrong person to trust in Dan, and now I feel like I have this, like, mark on me that I can't get off. Um, and Peter's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, they just kind of come to an understanding, like, maybe you're not a faith, maybe you're not a traitor, and maybe we can work together. I think it's Phaedra. And Parv is like, I'll do whatever, like, whatever to get it off my back. I don't care. Like, we can work together and we'll go for Phaedra. How did you feel about all this work from peter so at first i was a little annoyed at parv for like so easily just buying into this plan like i feel like it's from a mile away you can see that peter's just trying to use you for another week till they get phaedra out but the other side of it is that you know parv doesn't really have any allies left she is essentially whatever buys her one more week so i also understand from parv's side why she's okay with the plan because if i don't say yes to this like peter and his gang and everyone are just gonna take me out yeah um so i do feel like you know parv's backs against the wall so she's gonna do whatever she can to survive another week um but i wish i just wish that we would gotten a confessional parv saying i am buying any of this I'm just gonna agree yeah. with it so I can last another week, as opposed to like, oh yes, I'm I'm buying it and hopefully me and Peter can work moving forward. Um, I just wish I would have seen Parv be more aware of that. Um, so yeah, me too. And I just feel like Peter felt like he was laying it on so thick, yeah, that he just doesn't come across genuine at all. Um, mm-hmm. and I just think he was doing way too much. And I understand, uh, Parv's desire to do some self-preservation here but it does feel like she could have used this against peter at the round table and saved her and phaedra instead of going along with it like not that she has to right like i think at at some point it's going to be the two of them against each other but it does feel like why puts more stock in peter who has been going against you this entire time instead of bringing the information to phaedra and then trying to the troops were against Peter last week. Let's get the troops back on Peter this week. Like, it just feels like you could have worked with the non-Peter pals to go mm. after Peter this week. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think of that. I think, yeah, she could have, like, gone to, like, Sandra and that crew. Yeah. And been like, By the way, guys, Peter just tried to pitch an alliance with me after thinking I'm the traitor this whole game. Like, this is very suspicious. Like, why is he trying to do this? And, yeah, maybe you're right. They could have gotten Peter out that way. Um, and she could have saved her and Phaedra. So I didn't even think of that. I think you're right. I think, yeah, um, Parv is just feeling very desperate at this point. And mm-hmm. for some reason, she didn't look that far ahead. But I think that would have been a good way to play it. Yeah, just something, I don't know. I just don't, I think Parv is too smart to trust Peter, obviously. And yeah, I guess it gets you another week. But I just don't feel like it, this was necessarily the right call here. But whatever, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Um, but yes, MJ is listening to this conversation in the kitchen and she goes and spills the beans to Trishel, who like, whatever, um, Kate, CT and Sandra, 
um, that she's talking to Peter and there's like a hilarious comment about that she did Bikram yoga once and that yeah. yoga teachers oh, yeah. have the voice that want you to stay like that make you want to stay in hell or keep no. you in hell which I just thought was so funny because she said um, you know Parv is a yoga teacher and she she has that voice um, which you know Kate is always throwing out these funny one-liners still she's just consistent which I love I agree yeah um we head to the mission in the car trishelle is telling parv that she doesn't think she's a traitor anymore neither mm -hmm. does peter which sandra's in the car for this and i'm like sandra are you not like what the fuck now mm -hmm. peter doesn't think parv's a traitor what are you talking about um she said she has a shitload of notes on phaedra um but sandra tells us in a confessional she's still suspicious of parv and she wants she's like i'm getting to the end no matter what so like you know if it's parv it's parv um we get to this mission and I don't, I hate this mission. I don't know how you feel about this mission. I hated this mission. Um, I hated it when I saw it in the UK. I hated it. I think even more in this, uh, in, in this season, cause at least in the UK, it led to an interesting situation with the shield after, but this, I hated it. Um, the only good thing about it was Dr. Will. Yeah. This mission had literally no weight to the game. It did nothing. Nothing nothing and i also feel like we were robbed of janelle and dan seeing yeah. dr will because even just parv was like is that dr will he's supposedly the most devious big brother mm -hmm. player and then sandra was like i know you dr will and that's it no one else gave a shit about dr will i'm like we are wasting such potential with dr will here because he's amazing and i don't know what a I waste of time for this man that's true but we did get some funny like pans they pan to like sheree kate and phaedra they all look at like why do i care who is this yeah like, i thought mm -hmm. that was a little entertaining but i do agree with you it wasn't wasted um dr will i mean he, i got i guess he got his check so good for him yeah good for him but, yeah it would have been great to see just dan and dr will i don't think we've ever seen them on the tv no i don't show, think so. episode special anything together and just to see like the two who people consider as like the greats of big the brother like two greatest interact would have just been very just would have been great to just see you know i don't know what they would have said to each other whatever just would have been nice to see i also would have loved to see janelle and will back together so many history. years later they have their flirt man's history mm -hmm. um janelle well i don't want to spoil big brother for anybody but uh, you know mm -hmm. big brother seven was an iconic season one of the best yes, so like watch. top probably my favorite season so um yeah uh i feel like we were robbed but i'm always happy to see dr well on my screen he's like i said he's my favorite so i'm never gonna complain um <laughs> i just feel like flying this man all the way from california to scotland was probably a waste of his time but you know hopefully they paid well and maybe let's bring him back good. let's have him back like on the show next season maybe maybe that's what they're trying to do here I would love it. I would love it. Um, he also always does make great TV. Like he has great delivery. He's just yes. very funny. Um, so I just feel like he, uh, you know, he delivered when he slammed mm -hmm. the door on them in that cabin and was like, the best part about this is trying to get out. <laughs> um, I was just like, oh, Will, he love Will. Um, right into it, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Dr. Will has been renting this janky ass cabin from <laughs> Alan. Uh, and you know he was trying to make it cozy he let them in he locked them inside and was like good luck getting out and there's twenty thousand dollars of gold available they have 30 minutes to get everyone out of the cabin and everyone who does not escape costs them a thousand dollars 
So this is kind of a little bit of an escape room, a little bit of like a fear factor, a little bit of all of the above where they find directions under stuff on the table and they have to go through tunnels underneath the cabin um, and get the gold on the way out. And there's also a shield down there. And then they all have to, every one of them has to go through and get out. Um, mm -hmm. Upstairs, there are two buttons that people have to hold to keep the lights on downstairs and if they take the hands off then the lights will go back on upstairs but here's where like the fear factor stuff comes in is like they're dumping like maggots and bugs and then there's like roaches all over the place and this is like this is stuff that i can't like i don't ever want to see roaches i, I don't want to see them in my real life i don't want to see them on television we both live in new york we're very familiar with roaches yes. i don't need to ever see them on tv i just like watching trishelle covered in roaches crawling through the thing i like couldn't even look at my screen i was so grossed out yeah, I mean, this a great like it's just it's a very like Fear Factor challenge. Um, but I will say I used to really enjoy Fear Factor. Uh, oh, I can't watch. <laughs> I can't watch it like that. So I think that would have made it more entertaining to me. If it would have been like a Fear Factor as challenge where they had to like eat crazy stuff. <laughs> Ugh, that I'm like, no, I can't. I hate an eating challenge. I don't know what's worse is like watching bugs and like maggots or like watching people eat bugs and maggots. Like I can't. I just I can't. But but yeah, no, I agree. It's gross. Um, I will say like CT, Trishel, they took it like champs. So yeah, they have experience. I feel like yeah, I agree. Like else. it shows that they're you know again this 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 also just highlighted to me. I, I think in the beginning of the season, someone was like CT was gonna be such a comp beast, and like mm -hmm. CT literally carried this challenge on his back. Yes, without CT, they would have made zero dollars. CT yes. did like everything. So he, he went back back. in and he got... went back. Katie, I was I was like, this man's insane. I know, I know. And I feel like here's the other thing is like when they have like frogs and rats in, I feel really bad for the animals because I'm like, these are living things. Like bugs are bugs. They are also living things. But like Trishel was like climbing on rats to get the shield. And I was like, oh, she's going to crush these rats. I was, I don't know. I, the whole thing was really stressing me out. And then when CT went back in, he was like feeling around on top of the frogs. And I was like, oh my God, please someone like help these poor frogs. I hope they're okay. I don't know. I just like, get, I was stressed. I was stressed out. Um, but they all left Kevin upstairs by himself. Everybody quit except Kevin in the house, which like, that's the worst part. I mean, that's the easiest part is being in the yeah. cabin, not being in the tunnel. I guess they do have to go down into the tunnel eventually to get out. But like, they who was it mj phaedra um kate, kate quit mm -hmm. one more four four women yes for sandra no no sandra was in the tunnels because mm, sheree finished right no sheree and kate quit oh sheree quit okay so sheree kate so all the bravo MJ. girls yeah john no no Okay. Yeah, all the Bravo girls. We only got I only got three of them. I don't know who the fourth person is. Oh, um, I'm being a bad. No oh, MJ, Phaedra, Sheree, Kate. Yep, those are the four. Yeah, the Bravo girls. Okay. Yeah, all the Bravo. Yeah, you're right. All the yeah. Bravo. So they left Kevin upstairs all by himself, um, and he had to keep his hands on lights. He was getting dumped on. It just is so disgusting. Kate was, was like looking up, and she's like, "I see a trap door. I'm not standing here." She knew. Yeah. She knew. That was back. really funny. Kate is yeah. very perceptive, y'all. You know. Yes, she knew. Don't, <laughs> don't she um, knew. count Kate out, y'all. Right, exactly. Um, so they got the. I think they got all the money or most of the money, but they uh, lost from the four of them that mm -hmm. didn't escape. So they ended up with what eleven k, I think, yeah. out of a potential twenty, which yeah. is pretty good. And yeah. Trishel ended up getting the shield. CT let her have the shield. Yeah. To make up for you know their drama from the night before, so they should hopefully be back in good graces with each other. Plus, CT is not getting murdered. 
Yeah, he's fine. He doesn't need that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your final thoughts about this mission? This was my least favorite mission of the entire season. Yeah, this mission was lame. Um, like you said, wasted Dr. Will cameo. Um, also, we do see another moment um, in the tunnels where Peter's like, don't tell anyone that you got the shield. Oh, yes, tell. that's right. So like, we did get that to happen again. So mm-hmm. reason 3003 of why I'm sick of Trishel and Peter. Yeah, I am just, so. I'm really over it. Yeah, uh, Alan at the end does say, you know, there was a shield that was one, but they don't announce um, who mm-hmm. has it, which like, okay, whatever. Um, on the second time I watched this episode, I did fast forward through and this looks like it took up almost half the episode. Like they spent so it much time so on this much. challenge. Yeah. We really didn't get a lot of of good stuff from this challenge, other than Kevin being left alone. Um, but when they get back to the house, CT was like, oh, the girls all ditched you or whatever. He's like, yeah, I'm used to it. It was like from high school, which I thought was pretty funny. That was, <laughs> I was yeah, like, that was a good sport, Kevin. Um, Peter is convincing Parv, like, don't worry, we have the votes. Like, you don't need to be worried. But she wants to go talk to John um, because he's the most faithful of all the faithfuls. And she puts on a show here for our guy, John um she gets very emotional and she tells him that when she feels like she's under attack she becomes icy and she puts up a wall because she feels like she trusted the wrong person in dan the target is now stuck to her so the only way she knows how to deal with this is masking her emotions and this is what's gotten her through the last few years of her life um because she's gone through a lot and this is kind of like what got her through what did you think about this moment from parv here i mean Listen, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little overwhelmed when she brought out like the past few years of my life. I was like, is this a joke or is she trying to emotional manipulation? And I mean, like, work because you know, we've seen people lie about their dead parents on these shows, like, do what you need to do when it what whatever it takes to win. But I don't know, I felt uncomfortable because I couldn't tell if Parv was playing a game or being genuine with John. Um, and that's what made me uncomfortable. If I knew that she was just playing the game, then I wouldn't have felt as uncomfortable. But yeah, just hearing her thing, just mention the fact about like all her outside issues. And when you bring that into the game, that always makes it a little bit, a little bit like uneasy. Like even if even if I understand why people do it, it still makes me uneasy. So yeah, I guess uneasy is the best way. I just felt very uneasy during the whole thing. Like I didn't know to feel bad for um, Parv or to be like, oh, she's just trying to manipulate this guy. That's ex- I felt exactly the same way because I didn't know if she was being honest or not. And then like part of me felt you know, I know this is Parv's thing and that she's the Black Widow and that she, you know, manipulates people and she's really good at it. But mm-hmm. I just felt bad for John if she was manipulating, which I know there obviously she was to a certain extent, whether she was being yeah. honest or not, that was the goal, right? It was to get John on her side. I just feel like John is such a genuine, nice old man that I like kind of felt a little bad that she was like trying to use this against him. Um, You know, whatever. He's an adult. He's a politician. He's probably dealt with worse. But I was just like damn she's really going in um and at the end she was like if this works i should like be go into acting so i'm like oh is she lying yeah i mean i guess she's telling the truth i i don't know i felt the same way i was like i don't know how i should feel about this right now (laughs) i mean this is why we love parv right this is why she was on the villains tribe and heroes versus villains you know she's good at this stuff um and you know i was like i think maybe this worked on john until we get to the round table oh, but i i i thought maybe she got him um i do i agree with you. at this point i thought okay yeah good job like she got yeah. on her side 
And he was very sweet to her. He did say, mm-hmm. like, nobody reveals and displays greater guts and character than you. And what you just really have to do is demonstrate that you are faithful by, like, playing a faithful player that won't chop off my head. And I was like, no, little John. <laughs> so Which makes it even crazier to see what happens later. I know. I know. We'll, we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah. But she does tell us, like, if I can get away with this, then I have a career in acting. So which tells me, like, whether true or not, she she really was just putting it on. And yeah. I'm also kind of like, I guess she took some of Phaedra's advice because Phaedra did call her the ice queen. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, I know I become icy. I know. So I was like, OK, so she's listening to Phaedra from the night before. That's good, I guess. Although, you know, it, it's to Phaedra's detriment at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Phaedra, we get another funny moment where she's in the kitchen and she's like, ooh, yummy pork belly. <laughs> and she's eating and she's like, mmm, so yummy pork belly. She's all by herself. And then all she's like, where herself. is everybody? And I'm like, Phaedra, what are we doing here? Just eating this pork belly alone in the kitchen, in the what, breakfast room, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then we got that like, I don't know, for some reason, it felt like an eternity seeing Phaedra walk around this house after that. And yeah. I was very, again, this must be the editing because it, it Pedro could not have walked around for 10 minutes and not found anyone. Like, there's no I way. I know, right? They're, and they were all, like, in a place where they always are. It's not like they were hiding. Yeah. They, so I'm just like, where is she going? What is she doing? I don't know. That was that was funny to me um, mm-hmm. that she was just like, where is everybody? I'm just yeah. like, she's just eating her pork belly, walking around, looking for everyone. <laughs> she can't belly. find anybody. Um, and Trishel, they're all sitting in um, one of the rooms. I don't know what room at this point. But um, she is, Trishel is pitching the plan to everybody pretty much um kate ct is there um there's a number of people there uh phaedra's there um no no i'm sorry not phaedra sorry phaedra walks in but ct sandra john kate those are all the people that are in the room um so trishel's like i have the shield like i'm not worried tonight um and ct is like listen whatever is the most compelling is what i'll do and this is kind of where kate's like okay but we went we've been saying poverty this whole entire time. Ever since I got in this game, I've just been hearing poverty, poverty, poverty. Why are we throwing a wrench in the poverty plan? Um, and this is again, where Trishel's like, I have a shitload of notes. Like I have so many notes, like my whole notebook, I'll show you my notebook. If I'm wrong, I'll burn my notes. And then Phaedra walks in and everybody gets awkward and quiet. Oh man, that was so like, first of all, I am, I want to say, I agree with Kate. I think we should st- like whatever the phaedra thing great idea don't worry we'll come back to it but i agree with kate we have one goal at the moment and we, we should stick to that um so i thought kate that was actually smart from kate's end yeah um but also yeah the, when they got so quiet and everyone started leaving like well time for me to go to bed someone said and i'm like well this is so awkward and yeah. unfortunately i don't feel like phaedra picked up on that like she I said know. it's a little awkward but she didn't like again that didn't like turn on something in her brain like whoa like Maybe people are pitching mine in because why else would they get awkward? It's just she says, oh, things are awkward as opposed to things are awkward because I arrived. So maybe I should do something. So, yeah. In the confessional, she was like, things are weird today. I, but I don't think my name is going to come up. It just like, feel, and I'm like, why wouldn't you think your name's going to come up? Exactly. It came no up. one's talking to you. You're alone. You're searching the house for 25 yeah. minutes by yourself. You can't find anybody and everybody shut up when you came in the room. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She just said she felt paranoid that day because no one is safe, but she doesn't think her name will come up. Um, so we head to the round table. Is there anything else we're missing before we head to the round table or should we jump in? No, I think we should jump in. Okay. No matter what, we're losing a traitor tonight. It's yeah. going to be either Parva Phaedra. That's clear. Um, Trishel does seem convinced that Kate, MJ, and Sheree will never vote for Phaedra. I think this could, obviously it's true tonight, I don't think that especially MJ and Sheree were even really brought into this 
plan or the supposed plan um, or the pitch. But I could see MJ at some point voting against Phaedra. I don't think that she is like super, super loyal to Phaedra. Like I'm still not seeing like we have the Peter pals, this formed group. I'm not seeing that with the Bravo girls. Like I know that they are going to look out for each other, but I don't think they're going to risk their game. Like Sheree, I do think is never going to vote for Phaedra. That I think is the truth. I don't know so much about MJ and Kate. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that the reason, like, at the end of the day, I think the reason Peter and Trishel and his pals all think that the Bravo girls are unbreakable is because they're not doing anything to try to break it. Right. And it's it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like when MJ tried to, like, come in and j- join the conversation. If you would have given them just a little, then I think their path to getting Phaedra out this round would have been easier, getting anyone out. Because I do think that Kate and MJ are, are malleable in this game, and they will mm-hmm. go where they think makes sense. Um, but they're not even allowing these women that opportunity to work with them. So why would they work with you? It's like well, you, exactly. you, group to, you group these people together. Of course, they're going to work together. Like if you throw, you know, it's just it's just it's, it's poor gameplay on their part. And, you know, luckily, this is not a game where like at the end, you have to like vote for each other. If This was like a right. big brother game. I feel like this would be terrible gameplay, but they would never want to vote for you. But I guess mm-hmm. at this game, you can just keep taking people out until you're left with the people you want. So I guess it works in this game. But yeah, it's just bad gameplay on their part. And it's the reason they're isolating these women. So that's why they're not on your side. So, well, exactly. And it's almost like I, I feel like in games like a big brother, when you see alliances form like these Peter Pal people and you're just like assuming oh, like these are the people outside of the alliance, you're almost forcing them to work together exactly. whether they want to or not. And Yes, I do think the four of them would naturally gravitate towards each other, mm-hmm. but I don't think they would be this unbreakable four if they didn't have this force of the Peter Pals not bringing them, like exactly like you said, not bringing them into anything, not sharing anything with them. It's like they're literally forcing their hand to stick together. Um, so it just, I don't know. It just feels a little short-sighted to me. Yeah. Um, especially like, if I'm Trishel and eventually I'm up for banishment or something like that, I mean, she probably not, won't be just because people do think she's a faithful, but like, don't you want those people to trust you enough to not vote you out at a round table? It's just is bad gameplay all around what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if, if anything, I think if you were really smart, what you would be doing if you're Trishel is I want to have the upper hand on Peter at the end of the day. So yes. I'm going to, act and be more friendly to these individuals so if the like you said the time comes i have a one-up on peter because they yeah, trust, me trust you yeah. so yeah you're right she's she, for someone who said i'm thinking three steps ahead yeah i don't know if you're necessarily thinking three steps ahead i don't think she was yeah <laughs> um alan does tell us that the prize pot is now up to one hundred fourteen thousand five hundred dollars um, I haven't been keeping track of all of the totals, so I don't know what they could be at yet if they maxed out, but we'll find out soon. Um, so just want to give a quick update on their total. Mm-hmm. Feels kind of good to be back at a round table after the safety chain last week. What do you think? I agree. I'm happy to be back at a round table. Usually that's where we get the best TV. So yeah. I'm excited. Yes. Me too. It's always like leading right up to the round table and the round table that I feel like are the best parts of the episode. Um, yeah. Parv starts the conversation off, which I was actually surprised. I wasn't really expecting that from her. Um, But she brings up the same thing she brought up to John. Um, She just becomes a brick wall when she's in a tough situation. And she just really made a poor decision trusting Dan. um, And she made a mistake being friends with him. And that just put her into a a poor predicament. What do you think about this? Do you think this is a good argument from her? (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like Parv is just... 
kind of like how Dan was in the last like the last time we talked. It's just I think Parv is kind of screwed in this game. Um, I just don't see how she can maneuver her way out of the situation. Um, so whatever excuse she gave, I just don't think it was going to be a good excuse. Like I, I really do not. Know. I don't know if you can elude what you think that Parv could have said to even make, give her any shot of surviving this game, but I just don't see it for her. So like, I mean, good for her for trying, but I don't know what Parv could do, honestly. I don't know what she could do either at this point. And I think it's weird. And I kind of wish that we got a chance to see them talking more about Parv earlier on, because obviously like we've heard in interviews and stuff and, you know, exit press that Parvati's name has been out there for a long time, but they haven't really showed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have liked to have just seen like the whole arc of Parv because it feels like it did come to a head after this Peter trap, which doesn't necessarily point to Parv it got Dan like all it all he needed was one of the three of those people who he told that he had the shield to um to be a traitor and like Dan very clearly was so obviously there's more going on with Parv than we saw other than that trap so I kind of just wish we got a chance to see it earlier so we could really give a fair critique to Parv's game because right now it looks like it's like she's making squinty faces and she's Mm -hmm. just being quiet and I don't know I mean I'm not really I wish we could see more so we could say like, oh, she should have done this, this or this. I just don't feel like we've seen enough necessarily. Yeah, I, agree. I, I agree with you fully. I don't I don't feel like the edit, as we talk about, mm-hmm. has really made me think that Parv has been the target for so long. Um, yeah. If she was a target because she was associated with Dan, I still wish they would have said that more throughout the first few episodes. Like, oh, we're going to go for Dan, but then we're going to go for Parv because she's been so associated right. with Dan. But I don't feel like we saw those conversations either. So maybe it's nothing that she done. Just the fact that she's with Dan, I don't think it was really brought up as much as even as much as she brings it up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know necessarily yeah. that's why they're targeting her. And if there is, like you said, we haven't heard those conversations. Like right. Loki, I don't really know why they're targeting part of it. I don't either. And I think that's my thing is like I don't know what she could have done or said because I really don't know why they're going after her. And it you're right. She's the only one that's bringing up Dan at this point. Like the mm. only other time we hear anything about Dan is when Trishel is talking about Dan throwing out Phaedra. So it's like, okay, what's the connection with Dan? Like I I don't I don't know. It's just I kind of wish I just knew more, but I it seems like no matter what, she would not be in a good situation here. Even if she did kind of what we were saying earlier and tried to get people against Peter, it would have worked for an extra day probably because Peter at the end of the day is a faithful. So like, it's, you know, I don't know. It would only would have, I think whatever she could have done, it would have only bought her an extra day or two and not mm-hmm. gotten her to the end of the game. Agreed. Um, so she's, I guess, doomed. Um, Trishel comes in right away and she goes in on Phaedra and she's like, I actually don't have that much on Parv other than like, you know, I went through my notes and you're quiet and you're acting suspicious, which I'm like, okay, I mean, same. That's all we really see too. And she's like, yeah. but for Phaedra, I have a huge list. So I'm going to start with the least compelling. Um, and Phaedra's like, okay, like, go, yeah, go ahead. She says, you're never surprised at breakfast with, and you don't have a reaction. Um, and Phaedra's like, what would make you think I'm surprised at who's mur- I don't want to. I'm going to cut myself off and just say like, this again is another masterclass from Phaedra at the round table, which like, mm-hmm. I'm just, she, even when she doesn't know it's coming, she, she can just snatch it up immediately. Um, but she said, what would make you think I'm not surprised at who's murdered? I have been nervous, nervous numerous times. I don't know what you want me to do to be nervous. I'm not frantic like you. And I'm like, 
Yes, that was great. Oh man, Trishel, what a mess. I loved it. I, I love that. I was like, it's true. Like, like you can't police how Phaedra reacts to people being murdered. That's not a valid reason to target someone, you know? So. Right. And that was one of Dan's reasons as well as like her reactions at the breakfast. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, that went nowhere the first time. So why are we bringing that up again? It's um, like Trishel's book is just recycled things from what other people have from said. Dan. Uh, yeah. From what so, Dan said, it's, it's the same <laughs> argument. Yeah. yeah. But I, I've always thought from the beginning. Okay. Okay, Trishel. Um, and then she says, you know, the most compelling was Dan throwing her under the bus. Mm -hmm. Um, and John does come in here and say, like, what incentive would Dan have knowing he was about to get banished to lie and throw you under the bus if it were a lie? Um, and Phaedra, actually, I, I thought she had a good response here, especially being so caught off guard. Like, this really showed me that Phaedra can play this game um, mm -hmm. because I feel like she didn't have a heads up. She was going against multiple people and not just Dan, whereas Dan, obviously, she sure. knew Dan's game. So she had like an arsenal to throw against Dan because she's been with him the whole time as a traitor. This was all a surprise to her and she didn't really have that much of an arsenal against other people. And I feel like she did actually come up with really good rebuttals to what everyone was saying. Um, but she said, I would think he would protect the traitors and wouldn't give away someone who was a traitor. Like I, I would, would assume he would just pick some random. Um, and Kate actually, I think really also helped Phaedra here and was like, yes. I wish last year it would have been this easy. Every time a trader got voted out, we just voted for the person they voted for and got the next trader. But like that, this game is not that easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was very happy to see Kate speak up. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I was a little sad or not sad, but I was a little annoyed that Kate joined halfway through, but I do feel yeah. like she's playing a different game than the first season. Very different. She is like actually involved in the game conversations and she's not just being like petty, which I loved in season one, but I think in this game, she's being a bit more strategic. And I think that I'm, you know, now liking the addition of Kate, which at first I was like a little like annoyed. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Kate is adapting to the game, which was surprising to me, but I'm very happy to see. Me too. I actually wanted to mention that and ask your opinion on Kate now that she's been here a few episodes, because I feel like she's playing such a different game and she's playing much better than she played mm -hmm. in the first season. And I wonder if part of that has to do, well, one, obviously she knows the game much better and she's had a year to not like research or anything, but you know, maybe, you know, she's probably been on podcasts, listen to podcasts. She had the reunion. Mm -hmm. um, and the other part of it, I think is because in the first season, she was up against the wall the entire time and didn't really That's have true. a chance to breathe or be strategic. She was always defending herself. And here she has a little bit more breathing room to actually be part of the discussion. Whereas last year, it was just like everybody was coming at her. Uh, so I'm happy to see that we are getting more strategy from Kate. And I'm really mm -hmm. enjoying watching her play so far. I agree. Yeah, I think she's a good... I agree. I wish she was in from the beginning, but I, I like the addition of her now. Um, so yeah, Kate says that. Um, Kevin brings up Phaedra's eye twitch. And she's like, I've never heard anybody said that. And he goes, I just want to ask you, like, have you grown up with twitches? Which I thought was a really funny and weird question <laughs> to ask. And she's like, I've literally never heard that a day in my life. Yeah, I, I, the twitches thing. What if she did grow up with twitches? What if that's something I that feels some type of way about? Like, don't call her out on it. That might be one of her insecurities, you know? Right. It's just a weird thing for me to hear someone target someone for um yeah because some people have twitches they can't control like it's just totally. it is what it is yeah it is a little it is a little strange um trisha was like i noticed that too i noticed that too 
Um, CT comes in and he's like, John, what are you feeling? Like, what's your intuition? And John um, comes in hot and says, Parvati could well be a duchess of deception and a mistress of murder. Uh, And he calls her out about being worried about banishment, but she's never been worried about a murder. He's you're serene at the thought of murder, but you're always worried about banishment, which was a very good observation from John. Yeah, I agree. Very astute. (laughs) Yeah, very. Um, She did not plead for her life. Uh, in the woods the night before while others did because he knew she knew she wasn't gonna get murdered because she's a traitor um and she to be fair i think had a good response to this um feels more like there's more suspicion on her so she knows she's not gonna get murdered because why would the traitors murder her like Mm -hmm. she could get banished people think she's a traitor why would the traitors murder someone with so much heat on them so i do think that was a a good response but i don't think it was enough from her obviously um and here comes Peter jumping right in on Phaedra. Um, he doesn't feel like she's felt true fear that comes along with being a faithful. And she goes, yes, yeah, since you're the faithful king, right? And I was like, yes, yes. And he's like, well, I didn't say that. I never said that. I, I like hate Peter. Him a little. Me too. I, can't, I, I just can't stand the man. I'm sorry. I cannot stand the man either. I think he had one good episode with the plan and mm-hmm. he knew and it got to his head and now he's just completely exactly. and horrible. And I hate him. I can't wait until he goes. Um, smug all the time. I, can't, I, I hate when people look smug. Like even this episode when he was voting out Phaedra, he had this smug look on his face. And it's just... Gives me the ache. Me too. And then when he also when he was talking to Parv, he had this look on his. I just like can't. I can't stand. Oh, I can't stand him. Um, Trichelle says that a lot of people have gone home for a lot less, which she's not wrong. But that was also at the very beginning of the game. Like you don't have anything to go on at the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, and Kate comes in again, and she's like, "I just am confused because everybody was so strong on Parv, and now everything has changed. Like, why has everything changed?" And Peter's like, well, I had a conversation with Parv that changed my mind. And then Phaedra comes in. And this I loved because I did not expect this from her. And I love it. And she's like, yeah, well, they have a backdoor deal going down. We were in the armory and he came in and he wanted to work with us. And I excused excused myself from the conversation. um, But he said, you know, him and Parv were saying, oh, yeah, we can work together. Um, And I really feel like this is what probably saved her. Yeah, I agree. That was a great, um, the fact that she was just so quick to say that and use that to defend herself um, and to kind of throw suspicion on Peter was super smart. Um, and I, you, like you said at the beginning of when we started talking about the roundtable, like Phaedra, even though she didn't really have any fear that she was being going to be targeted, she does seem to be quick on her ability to defend herself. And if anything, that also kind of makes me a little sad because it does seem like Phaedra could be more of a gamer because it does seem if you're so good at defending yourself i like to think that you're also good at manipulating and like you know having some agency moving forward in the game um so i do wish that she would bring this defensive energy to the um into the turret and into these conversations and trying to push for names a bit more yeah Um, but yeah it was great to see at least this moment from phaedra as well i totally agree with you i want to see more from phaedra uh in in the turret moving forward and like taking more of a front facing like alpha role. I think she mm-hmm. really took a backseat to first with Dan, of course. And then I think also because Parv was under so much heat, she really let Parv lead the way. But I think like Dan was really driving a lot of the decisions at the beginning and she just took, cause she's never played a game like this, but I think as she mm-hmm. obviously gets her feet wet and continues on, that was a gamer move that she pulled yeah. there. Like that shows me that she's a gamer, she can do it. So I really want to see more of that from her. Cause I loved 
this. Mm -hmm. Like this was perfect. Peter made such a mistake in that moment. Yeah. And I feel like Phaedra in the last episode was so smart to be like, I'm not getting caught in Peter's trap. I'm out of here. And not only did she say this could be a trap, but then she used it against him. I thought mm -hmm. this was such a good move from her. I loved it. I loved it. I agree. Give her time. Um, giving giving you your tens, yep. Phaedra, for that yep. move. Tens for Phaedra. Um, Peter was like, I was 100% on her uh, and I was being cocky to try and corner her and mess with her a little bit. And like, everybody's kind of like, what? Like John makes a face here. Yeah. Everybody's kind of like, you know, he's like, I was joking. I wasn't really going to work with her. And everyone's like, okay, Kate was like, so maybe it's a joke, but now all of a sudden you were joking, but now you're still not going for her. So something yeah. must be going on. Like, obviously it wasn't that much of a joke. Um, and he's like, why are you defending Phaedra so much? And she's like, I'm not, I think it's actually weird. Well, he like cut her off and she's like, can I finish? Let me finish talking. Um, <laughs> And she's like, I just think it's weird that you're off Parv and you're jumping on onto Phaedra so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and Kate also really ate up Dan here. And I loved it. I'm sorry. I know everybody loves Dan. And I think Dan is such a great big brother player. But she was like, this whole thing hinges on Dan being such a mastermind and leaving everybody a clue. But Dan just sucks at the game. And that's why he's not here anymore. And I'm like, Thank you for saying it. He sucked at this game, and that's why he's not here anymore. Exactly. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Kate, for speaking the truth. I agree. That was really funny for, to hear Kate say that. Um, yeah, Kate. Kate was did a really good job in this roundtable. Um, and the only other thing, now actually, as we're talking about the roundtable, the other thing that came to my mind is, you know, it's kind of it kind of makes me a little happy to see Peter kind of stumble finally because I think he's handling this terribly. terribly. I think. Him allowing, like, Trishel to convince him to go for Phaedra now is just a bad move on his part. He could have literally just not said nothing, gone for Parv, and then gone for Phaedra next week, and he would have been in a much better position. And now I actually think Peter is, I think the, Peter is at a very high risk of being sent home next week. So I'm glad that Peter did stumble here. I think you're right, and I hope that Peter is at risk of going home next week. And we still haven't seen that moment in the trailer of Phaedra saying, like, this is not The Bachelor and I don't need to kiss your ass for a rose. Yeah. Obviously, that's coming at some point, maybe next week. I don't know. Or this week, I guess now on Thursday. Um, but yes, I think Peter is going to start feeling the heat very soon. Um, and I think this is just the start of it. Because you're right. I think Peter really fumbled across the board. Like, he could have said to Parv, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, I still think you're a traitor, but like, I actually have some evidence against Phaedra. So I feel like if you want to, whatever, but instead he's like, I don't think you're, maybe you are a faithful. Yeah. And he's just like overplaying so much and is so cocky that I do feel like it's just going to come back and bite him a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the the perfect moment for that. Mm -hmm. So, and same with Trishelle. She rounded up the troops for this and she maybe isn't wrong because they didn't vote out Phaedra, but like mm -hmm. Parv is a traitor. So are they going to go for Phaedra again next time? I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I, I loved, I loved this moment of Peter just stumbling and making a fool of himself Yes, at the hands of Phaedra and Kate, my, my two girls. So um, Sandra tells us she still believes in, in her confessional that Parvati is the traitor and she's glad she's getting heat finally at the round table. CT is kind of in between. He's like, you know, I, I'm, yes, Phaedra lit my torch and we have a very good relationship, but I'm looking for traitors, not love. And I'm like, no, but look for love too, a little bit. 
a little bit of love a little bit um a little little bit yeah yeah you have to be your castle daddy for a little longer um so we get to the votes uh mj votes for parv because it's been her for her directions in her direction for so long phaedra of course votes for parv i will say i am glad that we didn't see parv and phaedra like fully going against each other um I, I'm happy that they both were just like defending themselves instead of going for each other. That I was yeah. glad to see that. Um, Sandra, of course, votes for Parv because John had valid points. Um, mm-hmm. Peter votes for Phaedra, of course. Um, like you said, smug. John voted for Parv with a very heavy heart, which is why I'm like, okay, John is part of the Peter Pals, but he's not voting with them. Like he mm-hmm. votes the way that he wants to vote. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that from John. Um, Parv, of course, votes for Phaedra. Kevin votes for Phaedra. And Phaedra's like, my twitchy eyes. And she's like twitching at him when she's voting, which I thought was so funny. Um, Trishel votes for Phaedra. Sheree, of course, votes for Parv because she says we need to be consistent. I agree with you, Sheree. I don't know if that was your idea or not, or if you're just going (laughs) same, but I appreciate that you said it. Um, And CT votes for Parv and says that he can't banish someone who lit my torch based on the word of a known liar. Just doesn't sit well with him in his heart. So he he kept Phaedra safe. Um, and Kate voted for Parv. So Parv has the vote. She's out of here. Oh, poor Parv. And poor you, because she was the last one in your draft, right? Yeah, I was about to say, this is the end of my draft. I cannot win this draft anymore, which sucks. Yeah, but I it know. Is <laughs> it is. I know. Well, neither can the audience, because Bergie also went home. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> somehow phaedra can still win this show like it'll be worth me losing this draft (laughs) yeah i mean you know at least she'll take home some money yeah i well my draft appreciates it (laughs) Um, but you had a good draft i mean i really liked your draft none of us saw this coming i I agree i really thought um it was going to be stronger than it turned out to be you were my my winner pick yeah that's true you did make it to episode eight and you were mark my winner picks so um mark still has a shot um Parv reveals she's a traitor. She says that she spent the last two years of her life practicing truth-telling and emotional authenticity and aligning herself with truth and integrity. And when she came out here, she actually really wanted to play a faithful game, but she's a traitor. And everyone's like, oh, Phaedra gets emotional and Sandra's hugging her and she's like, it's okay, be strong, which I love that these two are friends. I think it's so cute. Um, It's a cute little alliance. Yeah. Trishel says she's burning her notebook. Sandra says she's going to be the queen of this castle now that Parv is gone and she's ready to win the traitors, which I actually think Sandra has a very good chance to win this game. Mm-hmm. I think we have a very high chance of the faithfuls seeing a win here. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think we're seeing a traitor win or, or a faithful yeah. win this season? I don't see it for the traitors, unfortunately. I do think yeah. the faithful are going to win. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's just... I hope I I want Sandra to win, um, and I and I hopefully this is setting up the Sandra edit that Sandra wins. And yeah. If Phaedra doesn't win, I'll be happy with a Sandra. Yes, I agree. As long as none of the Peter pals are in that group, if it's like Phaedra and CT and Sheree at the end, I'll be happy. Let them split the money. Yeah, let them split the money. Um, Phaedra's nerves are shot. She has to do this alone now. She's nervous. She hasn't had to do this alone. Um, this is scary to her, but she's happy. She has people who are in her corner um, and who have her back because it keeps her in a place of power. So obviously, Phaedra's going to have to recruit here. Did mm-hmm. what did you? Do who do you 
before we get to what actually happens, did you have any thoughts about this before we find out what's what the end game was going to be here at the at this episode? I think, well, two things. First, but even before we got to the turret, I just wanted to talk about how we're finally starting to see some Peter distrust. Like, oh, yes. Kevin and MJ talk and Kevin is telling MJ like, hey, like Peter was a little sus. I don't, I, it was a really yeah. weird move from him. So hopefully we're seeing some of the Peter pals. Like hopefully John will be, I think John and Kevin will be the two Peter pals who can potentially be swayed to vote out Peter after this week. Um, and then yeah, also Kevin Peter, literally says he does yeah. not trust Peter anymore. He said, does something doesn't sit right. I do not trust Peter at this point anymore. And I agree with, and I fully agree. Like if you're playing this game, the way Peter's been playing is that move was very shady. Mm-hmm. Um, so even the, even though we as viewers know that Peter is not a traitor, like if I, like, for example, the way that I'd like to sometimes think about the show is if I were watching the mole, like the Netflix mole yeah. where we didn't know who the mole was, if I didn't know that Peter wasn't a traitor, I would be very suspicious of Peter as a viewer. Oh, me too. Um, so I, I, I can't blame Kevin for, um, wanting to target Peter after this. I fully agree. I would want to get Peter out also. So I thought yes. that was a good, um, coming from Kevin was perceptive. Even if he is technically wrong, but it's still, I think, the right way to play the game, if that makes sense. Yes, I totally agree. We also um, see Sandra and Phaedra, and Sandra's like, Peter's fucked. Oh, yeah. Like, she, and they they were like, he's doing the shadiest stuff out of anybody in the house. And we get a a really good conversation between Kate and Peter. Um, And he's like, come on, let's go talk. And she's like, you're, he's annoying to me. Um, But he was, she, he, I think he's met his match with Kate a little bit because she cannot be swayed. Parv, I don't think could be swayed either, but she had to play into it a little bit. But Kate just doesn't give a fuck. So she's like, yeah, no. He's like, I know you don't believe me. And she's like, I still don't believe you. Like she Mm -hmm. doesn't have any fear to say it to Peter. Exactly. I love. Um, But she says to us like, you're a traitor to the faithfuls. Whether you're a traitor or not, you're a traitor to the faithfuls because you lied to everybody and you made mm-hmm. up this thing. Because he's pretty much just like, I don't, I didn't believe that Parv was a faithful. Like I just needed to, we just wanted to get Phaedra out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, okay, but like, it, whatever you're doing, like doesn't make sense, whatever. Yeah. And like she says, I'm not saying, God. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like, you technically just defended a traitor. Like that makes well, exactly, you very yeah. tough whether you whether you're not a, whether you are aren't a traitor. The fact that you were so gung ho about someone and then you flipped and then they turn out to be a traitor just is not a good look. Yeah, like you're defending a known traitor just mm-hmm. to like further yourself, which like means you just are not trustworthy either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, you know, you just lied to a full group. Uh, yeah, he says, do you believe anything I'm saying? She says, I still don't. And she says. I'm not saying Phaedra's not a traitor. I'm saying you were doing shady shit. So I'm like, that's really all you needed to say. That's all you mm-hmm. needed to say. Um, my question to you, now that it seems like Kevin and John, maybe John, we don't get as much from John as we do from Kevin, don't trust Peter. Do you think they're going to spill the beans about Peter being recruited? Ooh. Because I was that waiting for him to say it to MJ. That would be good TV. And I feel like they showed us that conversation for a reason. Like that's obviously going to come back to bite Peter, right? It's going to have to. Yeah. I mean, you're honestly, I didn't even think about that. And I hope that they do. Um, Yeah. Again, I think that would be amazing gameplay from Kevin and um, John to bring up that Peter conversation and um, Mm -hmm. put a target on Peter's back. Um, So yeah, I I think that would be great. That'd be a great plan. And I hope we do see it. I feel like John seems to be someone who, doing pretty good at this game and seems pretty perceptive and if he if he really believes something he's not going to allow himself to be swayed 
So yeah. hopefully that's enough for at least John um, to speak up. But we also seen Kevin be like, Kevin honestly has played this game like I don't give up. Like I'm gonna say whatever. I need yeah. To say. So he might just say it too. So honestly, if anyone would say it, it would be Kevin and John. So yeah, I, like, I don't think Trishel's gonna spill and Bergie's no. murdered, so he can't. Yeah. But I I wouldn't be surprised because Peter was like, I want to keep this in my back pocket to use against Parv, and obviously Parv's gone now. But someone's gonna have to say, right? Like, yeah. um, and Laura in the chat said, How would that put a target on Peter's back? He would be hard cleared as a faithful. Not necessarily, because we don't know if he's telling the truth or, or if he's not. He could just be saying, like, I got recruited, <coughs> excuse me, and I'm only really telling my close people because I know they'll think that I'm still a faithful. That's why I don't want everybody to, to hear it because maybe they don't believe me. Like, maybe mm -hmm. he feels like he can manipulate those people into thinking that he's a faithful and not everybody else. That's why he kept it to a small group. So I think either way, that makes Peter look very shady. And I think yeah. he's doing enough to look shady where it could be the nail in Peter's coffin, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, like, um, if he, like you said, Katie, if he would have said that when it originally happened, then they couldn't use it against him. But right. If now, you raised your hand in the room and said, yeah. they tried to recruit me, obviously, mm -hmm. I said, no, I'm a faithful to the end. I want to win this game the right way, yeah. whatever. He didn't do that. He just sat there, didn't mm -hmm. say anything, which is sh really shady. Yeah. And he already has the shadiness from this whole poverty thing. So it's just like adding fuel to the fire, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> anything else before we head to the turret and um, what happens next? No, we'll see. Let's, we can get into that part too, because Let's go. I was shocked at what happened. Me too. Me too. I was not expecting this. Um, Sheree, uh, Sheree, I keep doing that. Phaedra tells us I belong in the castle, honey. I am a queen. Uh, and she says mm. that she deserves the Miss Congeniality Award for the traitors, which is true. I think Phaedra is playing a top-notch social game in this season. And I think that is really contributing to how well she's doing so far and how she keeps getting people to have her back. Um, so she says someone has to die and I have to make the decision alone. But then in comes Alan. And he's mm -hmm. like, well, you have the opportunity to recruit. and you will recruit a faithful to join you and meet them face to face in the dungeon. And if they say no, then they die. They have to join you or die, obviously, because then they'll know who she is because they're meeting face to face. Yeah. Um, are, what, who were you thinking she was going to pick here? Because I had thoughts and the person she picked is not who I thought she was going to pick. Yeah. So honestly, I, d I didn't really know who she would pick. Um, if I had to, like, if I had to choose, I thought she would pick someone more like someone she gets along with, like a CT. Oh, yeah, I thought she was going to pick um, CT, for sure. But when she said who she said, I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, okay, like, I don't know. So who do you think? I think CT would be my answer. That's who I would say she, I would have seen her pick. I thought she would have picked CT, for sure. Uh, which I'm actually very glad she didn't because I think he would have big teed her out the door and I would have been sure. so that would have been the end for me with CT. He got one and big T was the one. Um, I think I also thought she would have chosen Sandra because everybody clearly thinks True. Sandra's, Sandra a Sandra's a gamer and it seems like she likes to work with the gamers a little bit and like use their expertise to help guide her. So I, I also thought Sandra, I actually think Sandra would have been the best pick out of everybody yeah. probably. I should mention, I think um, Sandra, yeah. Sandra would have won the game as a, as a traitor. Mm -hmm. Like there's no question in my mind that Sandra would have made it to the end, especially because I think how many episodes are there? 10? 
Yeah, totally. that's the thing. We have so many people. I was going to bring this up at the end, but we have so many people left and there's only two So episodes. many people, right? There are only 10, right? That's yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I don't, did, I don't know if they confirmed that, but the last season only had 10. Yeah, only every season has 10 episodes for them. And UK had 10. I mean, maybe it's a long one for the last one, but yeah. I just feel like we have so much to go that I'm shocked there's mm-hmm. only two episodes left. Um, but she immediately chooses Kate. Like, no hesitation. That also would, like, throw me off. I was like, whoa, she didn't even think. She just said, Kate. I didn't even think we were going to get her choice in this episode. Yeah. And then she was just like, Kate. And I was like, I'm, so- I'm sorry? I'm sorry? Literally taken aback. I literally was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I agree. I'm not mad. I'm, I wanted to see Kate play as a traitor last season. You um, did. I was hoping that if they brought her in this season, we would have seen her play as a traitor just to see her do something different. So I'm excited to watch Kate as a traitor. I think she'll be very exciting. And like we said earlier, I think she's playing this game much more strategically than the first time. So, and she's seemingly good at it so far. People trust her. They're looking for her, to her for advice on like how the game is working. So it could be good, um, but it's a weird choice. Yeah, I don't know. To me, Kate feels like very much a wild card. Um... I genuinely don't know what to expect from Kate as a tr- as a trader. Like, I feel like she's like I said earlier. I think she's been playing a good game this season, and I hope mm-hmm. that her becoming a trader won't change how she plays the game. Because I think Kate is a person who, if she changes even a little bit, it's a wrap. They're gonna get her I out. Like, so. she cannot change anything about her game. She has to continue being like, which unfortunately, I feel like a lot of traders don't want to play that like loud game. And Kate has been loud. She doesn't mind talking. She doesn't mind saying anything. So she has to continue that. And I think as a trader, it's hard to want to play that way. So yeah. she and if she doesn't, she's gonna be a target right away. So I think Kate's gonna be a wild card. Low key, very on the lowest of keys. I wouldn't be shocked if Kate said, I don't want to play this game. Anymore. No. Oh, I would be so upset if she I did hope that. she doesn't do that. But if Kate would be the only person I could imagine being recruited and or dying and being like, just take me out. <laughs> but I hope I, she doesn't. I don't think she I will. I could but. see it. I don't think she will, but I could. You're right. I think if anybody would say that and just say like, fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore. Exactly. Kate. <laughs> but she did say earlier when she came in, she's like, I, I wanted to play as a traitor. I wanted the robe. Um, I think Kate, I'm hoping that Kate doesn't change anything because mm-hmm. just knowing Kate from watching her for so long on Below Deck and seeing her last season just be up against the wall the whole time and not, she just doesn't give a shit and she'll yeah. say whatever and i just hope that she continues to to do like i don't feel like she gets rattled easily so i'm hoping that she you know phaedra even said like she's direct and she can say and do things that i can't which mm-hmm. i'm like okay i mean like that's good reasoning yeah i get nervous about two bravo people being traitors because you know mm-hmm. i root for the bravo girls but um i think this is interesting it's a total wild card i have no idea what to expect mm-hmm. but i'm excited to see it come to fruition yeah, I'm excited to see because if I'm being honest, um, as we're wrapping up this episode, like these past two episodes were kind of just taking me a little bit out of the season. I feel like I was on such a high the first six episodes. I was like, this is such a great season. I'm loving everything about it. And then we got to episode seven, which completely stalled it all. And it yeah. got me like a little like, oh, God, I guess I have to finish the show. Episode eight was a little better than seven. But not knowing what to expect with Kate does make me optimistic for these last few episodes, regardless of. Do I think the traders are going to win? No. I am still interested to see how Kate, hopefully she says yes, plays as a trader. And I do think that's going to carry me through the rest of the season because, like I said, it was these last two episodes did not make me very optimistic for, like, the final few episodes of the season. So, Yeah, I think the whole 
Peter Powell's situation took mm-hmm. a lot of steam out of the situation out of the season for me. Like I think that it was fun, like we said, for the one episode where he set that trap, but then it just became like this very annoying force over the whole season. And it's just annoying and I'm tired of them. I'm not having mm-hmm. fun watching Peter or Trishel. Yeah. So I'm hoping at least like one of them goes in the next episode. Did they say that they were going to be able to murder? I don't know, actually. I don't know either. I don't think they specified that like if Kate Mm -hmm. got recruited, that they would then also murder. And I don't remember if they did that in the UK when they had to give the ultimatum to somebody if they murdered the same night. Um, So I guess we'll see. But. I think it would be good if they did get to murder someone because then I think it would just be like, oh, well, obviously someone got recruited and whatever, um, which I just don't want to deal with that either. Like, mm-hmm. we got to start losing some people, I think. And I mean, with two episodes left, assuming this is a 10-episode season, I think they have to kill someone here. Yeah, they have to. We are like 10 people left in the game and how we're going to get rid of all these people. You know? I know. People have to start dropping. Yeah. We have a lot of people left. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say one last thing, as because you mentioned the whole, um, you know, the whole Peter Pals have kind of been like the center of the show now. And I agree. That's what I don't like about it. And at the end of the day, with all of these reality TV shows, even if my faves are in power, I do like a back and forth. Yes. And that's unfortunate what we're not getting this season with the Peter Pals. Like they've kind of just been running things for the past few episodes. That's why like episode seven, I was so excited for with Sandra's amazing plan of let's get Peter out. That would have been amazing. We would have gotten Peter out. Boom. Then maybe episode eight, we would have gotten Parvati out and that would have continued the momentum for me. But just yeah. seeing one team steamroll is just not good TV for me and it's not entertaining. So that's that's kind of why I'm like also over the Peter pals. So. I agree. And I also feel like in most of the, this, the U.S. is just so different from all the other traders because of the fact that they are actual gamers playing the game. So like you don't see, like I guess you see alliances in a sense of like you see people who are close with each other. Like in Canada, we saw like Gerline and Leroy play with each other. But like it's not as different. I mean, it's not the same. It's different. It's not like a named thing of where they're closing doors behind people. Like they're strategizing, but it's it's just not like a steamroll like that. And mm-hmm. I I always like when I'm watching the traders and I see there be conflict between the traders, which we like kind of had with Dan, but it didn't really play out the same way where it's like, like we said earlier, he just like threw a name out and then it, like he didn't actually play the game to try and get her out. He just like set it at the table and like Harv and Phaedra didn't really like go at it too much. So it's just like, usually by this point, there's some turmoil within the traders as well, mm-hmm. where it's exciting and we're like rooting for one trader over the other. Plus we're like, who's going to win? It just yeah. feels like it's been a little stale and just like focused on Peter versus like non-Peter. And yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little bored. I agree with you. Yep. But we're almost to the end. And I think this could really switch things up. I think it could mm-hmm. be really fun to watch Kate as a trader. So I'm very excited to see what happens next. But I'm yeah. not on the edge of my seat like I am every other week being like, when is traders coming on? I can't wait till Thursday. Exactly. Like I'm like, oh, right. It's Thursday. Traders is on. I yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like the first mm-hmm. six weeks, I was just on the edge. Like, what's next? I, I, like in the first six episodes, I was like, I wish they released everything or released more episodes at once. And yeah. I was like, okay, let me go watch the next traders episode. But yes. the Kate recruitment does amp it a little bit more excitement just to regardless of whatever happens with kate even if she lasts one episode as a trader i hopefully will enjoy that one episode yes i agree i agree um in other traders news before we end i know a lot of people have been talking about larsa and marcus um breaking up and i regret more than anything not tweeting out my thoughts at the time because i was like this feels fake and they're like back together 
So I'm like, yeah, okay, they broke up for a day and now they're back together. So publicity, I don't know. Um, but I'm sure we'll see some of that play out at the reunion. Cause they already filmed the Housewives of Miami re reunion before this breakup happened. So we'll, I think the traders are going to be the first time we really see it addressed and Andy Cohen will address it if I know Andy Cohen. So I'm excited to see that. I really, I would love to see what, to see how when Larson they're back in the room and, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Mm -hmm. I agree. Laura also says, um, just back to Kate for a second, that it's hard since Kate hasn't been part of the show, but kind of more of an NPC. And I kind of agree. Like Kate is a little bit of an NPC where she's just like off in the corner making comments, but she's not like actively, she's more actively playing this time, but I think this is going to force her into like really mm -hmm. making decisions. So hopefully it's exciting. Yeah. I will say if somehow Kate wins, I do think I will put an asterisk near her win because she came in halfway through. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say which Big Brother player I think should also have an asterisk, which we've saw recently win, but there's some things that put asterisks in people's names and twists, and I think this would be a twist that would put an asterisk near Kate's name. Yes, I agree. I think the most recent Big Brother player has an <laughs> asterisk because yeah. he was unanimously voted out and then ended up winning the game. So I agree. I would also put an asterisk against Kate's name if she came in halfway through and yeah very clearly was a faithful and then like was a traitor for two episodes in one that's, exactly. that's a little i would also feel the same about ari if he won last season if yeah. he was a traitor for two episodes mm -hmm. in one and had the shield every single time and couldn't get murdered mm -hmm. like it's just a little yeah i agree totally agree um any final thoughts over these last two episodes or what we hope to see moving forward Take out Peter and Trishel and then anyone can win. <laughs> please, please, please. I wouldn't even be as mad if Kevin won. I mean, Maybe I would be like, really? But like, I can't. Well, I can't have Peter or Trishel splitting this money. I can't. Especially a John win. I would not be mad at a John win. No, I wouldn't be mad at a John win. John would be like, honestly, from all of Peter Powell's, John would be the only one who I want to see win. Yes, me too. Me too. Give me <laughs> so, a Sandra win. Give me a John win. Yeah. Give me a CT win. Um, I can't. I can't have a Trishel win. I can't, no, I can't do it. No, no. no Trishel, no Peter, just take them out and then end the show if you want. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, agreed. Well, Javier, we've been at it for two hours, which isn't all things considered that bad. We talked about two yeah, episodes. Sure. Um, we purposely didn't have a guest this week because we knew we were going to go long. So um, where can everyone find you? What are you up to? I know we have a podcast coming this yes. week. Yes. So everyone, you can find me on Twitter at underscore the Starboy, where I tweet all of my thoughts on all my shows. More, you can get more of my trader's thoughts there. More of my any show, the challenge. Um, but also, you can find me on Love Is Bl um, on the podcast Love Is Blurry here on Silent Podcast. We're coming back tomorrow. Um, we're going to be covering the first six episodes, which is a lot, by the way. So we're going to get through that. Six episodes out. Yeah, they dropped six episodes last week. Oh, geez. I haven't watched any yet, but I'm... I'm um, so join Isaiah. I convinced him to come back. He always says he's not coming back, but, you know, he's always going to come back. Like, Isaiah knows he away. enjoys talking about this mess. Um, so, yeah, Love is Blur will be back tomorrow. So catch me there as well. And, of course, every week here um, covering the traders. What about you, Katie? Um, I'm excited to listen to Love is Blurry once I watch these episodes because I feel like you and Isaiah always have such a good time talking. Like you guys always just make me laugh talking. Isaiah is such a <laughs> hater on this yeah. show that I just can't believe he's still talking about it, but that's why it's fun to listen to him. Um, <laughs> yes, it's very entertaining. You guys do a great job. Um, this is it for me. You can follow me on Twitter at RealSlimKatie. Um, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash RealSlimKatie. And you can catch me here with Javier for another at least two weeks plus the reunion whenever that comes, Talking Traders. Um, 
So we'll have more guests for you coming up over the next couple of weeks. Yes. Um, so stay tuned for that. We've been having a lot of fun with all of our friends coming on. Uh, and you can catch us here at Silent Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcast, if you search Silent Podcasts. We do have a Silent Traders feed, but it's like not really showing up on all the podcast apps. So I have to do still do some troubleshooting to figure out why, even though we only have two episodes left. But it's out there and it has all of our traders coverage. So search it. It should at least show up some at some point soon um, if you only want traders coverage. So check that out. And uh, follow us on Silent underscore podcast on Twitter to keep up with what we're up to. I know Gia just did some really great coverage um, this week as well. So just make sure you check out and follow all of our stuff um, and keep up with what we're doing because we have a lot of really great content creators doing a lot of really great content with opinions that you don't really hear elsewhere. So check us out and support like us, rate us, subscribe, all that stuff. It's free to do so and it helps us out. So thank you everybody. And we will be back next Monday to talk about episode nine of The Traders and hopefully Kate's first episode as a trader if she doesn't say just kill me, which she <laughs> might. So who knows? Bye, Bye everybody. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.